Hello and welcome to The Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm here with Gar. That's me. I'm also here with a special guest, Aaron from Overdrive. Hello, how are you doing? If you don't, to be here. If you don't know Overdrive, you do. You do actually know You do Overdrive. actually know it. You'll have seen do. definitely some gig been announced before, probably MCD even. Before they even booked it. Uh, Overdrive's an Irish, I'll say rock and metal. But it's, it's, it's an alternative uh, for, for alternative music, especially yeah. announcements for, that relate to Ireland as well. But not only. And you're also involved in Bloodstock Festival for, for England. Yeah, yeah. Um, started off, uh, I kind of came into it with, through their Metal to the Masses franchise. So there's basically Bloodstock run this Metal to the Masses uh, franchise that uh, I think there's 28, or between 28 and 32 of them, I can't quite remember. So it's Ireland, Northern Ireland, across the UK, Norway, um, Belgium. So the idea is basically that we give a stage, a platform, it's a showcase for unsigned metal metal bands. And uh, each a band from each of those uh, areas will be chosen and to play at Bloodstock on what they call the New Blood stage, which is a fucking great stage. And they they just they get access to everything, all the press and everything. So it's a brilliant platform for bands to, to get out there, you know. So what are we doing this week, Helmet? This week we are doing masked bands. Bands that have either worn masks their entire career, sections of their career, and or makeup, and yeah. or just get-ups. I thought it would be good to get Aaron as well, because he will know a lot of bands. And he loves wearing, wearing about, fucking makeup. I do. He loves wearing makeup. Yeah. It turns out a lot of bands will be... Looking well, of, lad. Oh, he's looking <laughs> well, yeah, Jesus. Put me in touch. Uh, a lot of these bands will be involving heavier stuff. That's why it made sense. You, you, well, you know a lot about music, but you, you, you know a lot about this kind of stuff as well. So a lot of mask bands, we are probably more pushing towards alternative kind of music with masks and, and, and stuff like that. Not always. So what I will do is, we talk about why these bands wear masks. I think a lot of it is to do with, could be, to do with, it's definitely some of the ones I've picked to do with self-confidence and just... Not having to really be your own full self. General anonymity. Anonymity, yeah. Yeah. Now, some of them is just a great gimmick. Yep. Like a really great gimmick. Some of them, definitely the ones I've picked anyway, are definitely like these lads just have to play live and don't really want to. Yeah, to be putting their face up yeah. there, blind buying the shit out of it. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it does, it does give you a little bit more. Not that I would know anything about playing live with a mask, but it does show that like. You can go a bit madder, I think. You can become someone else. Of course, nobody, your element's not going to rat you out. Like, no, but just, you can just, when you're on stage, you don't really have to make, like, people aren't looking at your face. You're, not yeah. making, you're making eye contact with nobody, and they're not really making eye contact with you. Yeah. And le- so to be fair, you go a, little bit more a lot of the groups we picked are a little bit off kilter as well. Well, we didn't um, want to go. I mean, yeah. I was, it was kind of like, is it going to be the obvious? Yeah. And the obvious is, for anyone that's listening, it could be Ghost or Slipknot yeah. or yeah. Kiss. 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 Yeah. You know, pretty much. As far as I'm concerned, every masked or painted band are just Kiss Plus or Kiss Plus Plus. Like that's one of the OG, like their biggest original yeah. painted band. It, 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 it didn't no one good to go with talk about Slipknot for a while uh, as wearing masks. That's always been their thing, and I didn't yeah. I didn't want to be the one to pick Slipknot. Yeah, I'm not neither being that you guys, neither you guys. I, but I think it's, a, <laughs> it's just an obvious choice. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And I mean, like just knowing from doing interviews and reading when they were starting out and everything. The reason that they did it as clown says that they wanted to just not be, they wanted the, mu- the music to be. Yeah. To speak for itself. Yeah. To speak for itself. That's yeah. a common thread. All right. And yeah. A funny thing, just before we get into all of this yeah. was I, I um, actually interviewed Tobias from Ghost mm. yeah. in Ireland in June when they were over with Metallica. And I asked him, I said, what's the situation with the masks? Are you, do you ever see yourself taking it off? Yeah. 
and he said that no that's never going to happen but I asked him why he got into it and he said because it's literally it was a childhood dream I yeah. was into comic books I was into just fucking stuff that you know it was total escapism and for me to be able to do this now as an adult is the greatest fucking thing ever oh, yeah, and I yeah. think that in its own right could probably explain why anyone would do it yeah you can if you can put on a superhero's outfit and go out and just absolutely earn fucking millions and, and, and you travel don't, the world and, and do you whatever. don't really have to be yourself for that no. gig you don't, you don't though. I think you put yeah. it on and you turn just, into just something. Just do the thing. And and I, in I a ghost come... case, you don't have to be good anymore either. <gasps> oh, listen, two bad songs. It's not even that bad. It doesn't mean one midland album for and two shite songs. Ah, it's not midland album. It's, it's above so midland. Bad. No, no, not happening. Stop. There's another podcast, but anyway. Okay. Oh, <laughs> you get me. Blo- yeah, like Ghost would have been. Ghost have been on podcast before. We had yeah. Kiss on podcast. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not sure we'd slip now. Uh, mushroom head, but like. Oh yeah, mushroom head. Yeah. But I do like mushroom head a lot. Apparently, they're wearing just a quick point. Wearing masks way longer than Slipknot. Mm. And the and the boiler suits. And is the that I, is that is that true? Mm, that because they say this it. argument that's been yeah. going on. I definitely I, read it, but I don't know. I remember. I, I, I saw them at Ozfest here in Ireland, and they were fucking horrendous. Really shocking. Oh, it was, was the venue. They was in the RDS, and it was in no, it was out in. Fairy yeah, fairy. fairy house. Yeah, and there was, yeah. they were inside this fucking place. That's right. It was all concrete, and it, it was just the, the sound was just a shit. Box. I heard it was. I was at that. Like, I went to see something else when that was on. I wouldn't have been therapy at the same time, would it? No, it couldn't have been therapy on the main stage. What on that day? No. I don't think therapy. therapy weren't there, would it? I remember Lost Profits opened, but let's not talk about that. Well, the war, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. <laughs> and Ozzy pulled out two headlines. Oh, that's that was great. That bands, was great. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like <clears throat> listen. You're not going to find the absolute obvious ones, but it's not like we just forgot Slipknot mm. or forgot Ghost or forgot a uh, Kiss, for instance. Alice Cooper. So uh, is Gary? I think you're up first. I'm going to go first. So uh, I picked Batushka, who were a Polish band. Yeah. And uh, sounds like a dessert from Turkey. It does, doesn't it? Uh, Batushka actually means it pretty much just means priest is what it means uh, they're from a place called Białystok in Poland which is northern Poland you can, you're good at saying Polish stuff <laughs> well I'll tell you what's interesting I have been in Białystok and played gigs in Białystok really? yes right. and it's not a big city at all at did you, all did you have a mask it's on? Like, I, uh, no Should've. not that time it was actually a great gig I did play in a great a great place in Białystok uh, Białystok would be like I don't know Nice oh it's oh. that type of kind of like there's definitely <laughs> the like, Polish name yeah like people live there you know what I mean and uh, it has just about just about like the, the, just wanna, getting by you want to see the roads you have to drive Craig Lang yeah Poland. Craig Lang of fucking <laughs> of, of black metal it's um you want to see the roads you have to drive in drive on to get the Bialystok lads shocking one and a half lanes wired and like articulated lorries coming at you and basically the way you, you work the roads getting into Bielostock and stuff. You wait until the last possible split second and you just <gasps> into the ditch. Oh, God. Yeah. You just ditch yourself for the split second. Are any of their songs about the uh, road infrastructure? I couldn't tell you. Because I'll tell you why I can't tell you. Because they sling in, sling, sling, <laughs> they sing in the old church Slavonic language. Yeah. So about well, four people on earth know what they're actually singing about. They could be singing mad shit. I bet you they are. <laughs> I heard that they actually. Um, I, I, if this is a rumour then it's a fucking great one mm. but I heard that they actually make a lot of their money from just playing regular kind of like fucking like a band at a wedding and shit really like oh well yeah. now okay so the, the story of Batushka is Batushka's yeah, yeah there's two possibly three at the moment this is where it gets real weird right okay so they start in 2015 they're formed by a guy called Christoph 
Drabevowski, right? Yeah. That's it's Christoph. So he's the original. Right? Guy. That was a good he, crack at that, though. No, I tell you how I can pronounce these names now because my missus is Polish, and I was I rang her this morning, and I sent her a link, and I was like, "Say that for me." That is good research. Yep. This is the most research I've ever done for anything. Did you ever go to a girl from Nice? Uh, no. Because they have a I bet she couldn't well. say this either. <laughs> so Christoph starts the band. He's is the he's the songwriter and he's the guy with the vision. So he's the guy obsessed with like the old church and all this kind of malarkey. Yeah. He invents the artwork, he writes the lyrics, fucking the whole shebang. He gets together, he writes this whole album in his little home studio, the first album. And uh, he programs everything. He's a multi-instrumentalist. He programs the drums. He plays the bass. All this kind of show. He does the rough scratch vocals, the whole lot. Eventually, he gets uh, he gets somebody else in to do the drums. He says, I don't really like the program drums. I want to get a proper acoustic drummer in. Gets them in. Bangs them down. He goes looking for a singer. He tries out a couple of different singers. But none of them know how to speak or sing in the fucking Slavonic church language. Eventually... He stumbles across a guy that he was in a band with, I believe, years ago. A guy called, okay, wait, wait for this, Bartwomia. Yeah. Good right? Job. Okay. So Bartwomia, you want to see me trying to pronounce that today on the phone, lads? Bartodjimidjewaj, right? <laughs> so Bartwomia. There's so many silent J's. Isn't there? See, here's the problem with the Polish language. As an Irishman, I can't do the noises they make. My mouth is not capable of the... It's, and the it's verbal gymnastics. Can't do it. It's impressive, though. Yeah. I'm... I'm you're doing, a, you're doing a great job. We're, like, all, we're like, all behind you, man. It's like everyone thinks that band Magwa is Magta because of the yeah. W's or V's. That's another band, yeah. a faceless, massive band. Yeah. So, Bartwomia, he gets pulled in to record vocals, okay? Uh, Bartwomia, apparently, that I literally learned in the last 15 minutes, is an ordained minister in Poland, right? Yeah. So he's legit. A, he a, is legitimately... A Batushka or whatever right, the name a, of the band he is. He is legitimately a Batushka, right? Legitimately. He also has a little record label that he set up in Bialystok. Now, another thing I just found out in the last 20 minutes is that, Bar- Bar- is that Bartwomia is not very well liked in Poland in the metal scene because he promised a bunch of like extreme metal bands and black metal bands that he would put their albums out on his record label. And they sent them over masters and analogs and everything and he just sat in them, never released them. And they had signed contracts to say that he would release them through his own little so record label. So they were waiting, label. basically, for they that. They were waiting on him. He had a little record label. Um, I think it was called Witching Hour. Witching Hour Records or Witching Hour Productions. Or Vision of... Holy bastard record. Did I just say a Polish word correctly? The Vision of label. Yeah. So he he had his own little label. So he apparently wasn't very well liked, but he was kind of big in the scene. So Christoph brings him in to be the singer. Off they go. <coughs> they release this album in... Uh, I don't know, fucking 2016, I think it was. The first album comes out. Does real well. Everybody's mad into it. This is fucked up. They're wearing these weird kind of habits and like these like uh, wicker man type of boxes on their heads. And yeah. they're all wearing... like, like the, the singer has this... I can't even describe it. You have to go to Google and type in Batushka to see what they look like. It's fucking insane. There's altars set up on the stage. Yeah. Uh, what's weird about them is that they... For, for like a black metal band that they actually embraced using like seven and eight string guitars which were kind of frowned upon in the black metal scene pointless yeah they were just frowned upon <laughs> I don't know upon. I don't know I'm sorry yeah. I'm being a dick but in that oh, scene me. yeah in that scene they were frowned upon but Batushka went down that road to bring more kind of sonic sibilance into it now this is where it starts getting real fucking flaky the album does particularly well people are very interested in the band when you listen to the band 
I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard to tell the difference between songs. It's fucking mental, right? You got to give it to Polish. They really get behind Polish. They absolutely do. We love bringing them up a little bit and then just tearing them down. (laughs) Get them. (laughs) Fuck you, Bono. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the Poles don't necessarily. Well, they do in this case because the band led now by Bartholomew decided to uh, sign to Metal Blade Records without telling Christoph, who is the founder of the band. Writes the songs, writes the lyrics, everything. They strike a deal with Metal Blade Records. That's Brian Slagle's label. Yep. Yeah. How does he sign it without the primary song? Because he's the singer, and it doesn't matter anymore. So, but the first thing surely that goes, sorry, can I, the primary songwriter, we need that to be definitely nope, one of you guys. the singer. Well. Go to the singer. And the singer, because he's got his own record label and knows how things work. Do you know need to get the signing of, of the, all the members? I, well, he... Uh, yeah. Gets hairy. Well, his his ideas of contracts are already a bit flaky. Aren't yeah, they? exactly. They're already suspect. Bartholomew convinces Christoph, "This is a good move. Let's do this." So Christoph goes, "Fucking all right, yeah. If you had it told me, I probably would have done it anyway. You yeah. know what I mean? But all right, it's done now. We're Batushka. Let's push forward. Whole thing turns to shy, right? 2018, before the fucking album is even ready to come out. <sighs> fucking hell, lad. Before it's even ready to come out." Christoph puts an announcement up on their website saying, Bartwami has gone. I've kicked him out. His ideas were contrary to the idea of my baby and my invention, and I don't think we can progress anymore with Bar- Bartwami. Two days later, <laughs> that post is deleted, and Bartwami has a post up saying, Christoph's been let go from the band. Well, right? <laughs> And uh, we're going to continue. I think it was like two days, three days later. Post up. We're moving on without Christoph. Everyone loves a bit of Facebook drama, don't they? Right, exactly. Now, it turns out that Bartholomew had got a load of musicians in and had recorded a new Batushka album without Christoph even knowing about it. Right? <laughs> okay, so what, hang on a second. So what about... Is, <laughs> Fix this. Is this, is this all um, in terms of the music that was written? Yeah. So did he just... Who wrote the music, basically? Apparently, this is where it gets real fucking hairy. Is that because Christoph had brought Bartholomew in to be like the face of this band and the fucking voice of this band, there was loads of demos floating around for the second album. And Bartholomew obviously had access to them. Oh, dirty. So he takes these demos, hands them off to a load of mates of his. Right? I don't think there's anybody even in the band now, essentially, bar Christoph or Bartholomew. Right? There's just a load of random dudes he can get a hold of. So Bartholomew takes these demos. Hands them off to a couple of mates of his. Says, we're recording the Batushka album. Whether fucking Christoph likes it or not. Because apparently Christoph wanted to do a little bit more tour and a little bit more working on the product. He wasn't ready to roll. Yeah. But he'd been forced into this metal blade signing. And they were like, give us the album, give us the album, give us the album. So Bartomia has recorded an entire album without the knowledge of Christoph. So now what you've got, as we speak right now, there are two different Batushkas. There's one with Bartomia he was singing, and it was with Christoph playing it. Now, Christoph was a guitarist in Batushka, right? Because he apparently was a shite singer, I couldn't do it. He could write lyrics, he could write melodies, all this kind of stuff. But you have two different Batushkas doing the rounds. Christoph's Batushka, which realistically are the honourable inheritance band. They're the one we should be supporting. However, the one that sounds like the album everybody liked is the one with Batomi on it. Weird. But that's the one that his version is the one that has basically been accepted by yes. kind yeah. of everyone. 
and I think the connection there is uh, there's a lot of stuff I didn't know mm. <clears throat> that you were just saying there, but uh, like that band has toured with a, I, I'm they've done a lot of tours. I wouldn't say yep. a lot, but they've been accepted into the kind of metal scene <clears throat> in a touring capacity by a lot of well-established yep. bands. I could be wrong saying maybe Behemoth are in there. Nurgle took them on. They've done a lot of tours with Behemoth, yeah. Right, so that has caused a massive divide as well because people are like, fuck you, you know, yep. left and right. There's two different sides to it. Um, I actually saw Patushka for the very first mm. time last month at mm. Bloodstock and they were brought in on the very last moment because um, Dimi Borger had mm. to pull out. Sorry. And, they, they, I mean, it was literally like a kind of a 24-hour situation of, fucking hell, what are we going to do? Someone in Dimi Borger, it was a health problem. They just, there's no way they could play. So they announced Batushka for the main stage. And then the weather at Bloodstock, this is slightly off topic, mm. but it's in topic. Yeah, no. The weather at Bloodstock on that particular day was so horrendously mm. fucking bad um, there was terrible wind. They had to close the main stage. There were a few things were jiggled around. Butushka were put on on the Sophie Lancaster yeah. stage, and they were just visually fucking yeah. amazing. Right now, the reason I'm bringing this up is when you were just describing what they looked like on stage. Um, it was it was unreal. There was about 14 people on stage yeah. between 11 and 14, yeah. right? And there was and and the thing is, they did not move. I mean, the drummer, oh, sorry, the drummer was completely rigid. They stood completely stationary apart from their arms and their fingers moving to work the instruments. And the whole tent reeked of the, you know, the The incense incense they use in the church and whatnot. And it was absolutely amazing. But they had fucking candles everywhere. (laughs) And I was thinking, man, if they'd played the main stage... They'd just be lighting these fucking yeah, candles over and over again. <laughs> but um, they were they were fucking great. Like they yeah. were absolutely brilliant. But I heard about just their whole. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. They shut down the whole stage and they do this massive ceremony. Yeah. It's like totally not bullshit. It's yeah. totally real. It's like Watain. Yeah. They drink all this fucking blood and all this stuff. Watain do, but same thing. Yeah. A total ceremony. It's hundred percent. What's interesting about Patushka is they're not they're not necessarily like satanic. They're just old church. They're going for that, like, kind of, they're going for that kind of medieval Christianity feel, which is not far off Satanism, realistically. Like, no, it's like, not. It, it's the visuals they're going for are that, like, grim and spooky and outlandish that it's currently what we would expect a Satanic band to look and sound like, but it's not. It's the opposite it's end wholesome. of the Yeah, well, <laughs> who knows what the fuck they're singing about. Because like even the names of the albums are it's, like it's hard to, it's hard to I mean it's it's kind of an all it's a whole it's oral a package. Yeah, yeah. This guy that was standing in front of me, I nearly laughed. I just thought of it right now that he turns around and he goes, "Fucking hell, man! The stage looks like my nan's front room." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, and it's all browns and parchments and, and gold. Fucking, and yeah, yeah, yeah just, get like gilded. It's yeah. fucking insane. Yeah. like the, go and check this song out. I can't pronounce what this song is called. You can't. Oh, you can't. So no, your can. homework on the no, no, I can't pronounce it. Yektinya one. Yeah, they're so all Sam's. Yektinya. Like. Yektinya yeah. goes up to six, yeah. I think. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So they're all like Sam's. It's fucking insane. Anyway, this band are fucking bananas. Your man, the singer, apparently is a fucking scumbag, a known scumbag, and the guy who is the inventor of the band is being ousted. Apparently, there's a Russian. This is real fucked up. As of last week, I think they're Russian or Ukrainian, like a like a tribute band, but like tribute plus. Do they do both of this? I don't know because there's not really that much material in general to work with. But the, I think their name in Russian means like ball bag. 
and they dress up <laughs> they dress up in all the Batushka gear but all the songs are about fucking bollocks or something something mad so it's basically three kind of Batushkas doing the rounds <laughs> at the moment you know? right who's next uh, Aaron Blue that's you yeah okay I'm not uh, you You did serious homework there with that um, that would hurt me I'm going to be honest yeah, with you that uh, would hurt me I'm, I'm looking at my homework going ah oh, fuck I, I'm I, I'm going to be a little bit more um, I suppose tardy with my Quick, quicker is better that one, that and, one took uh, too long and it's open to everyone just jumping in um so again, when I was asked to do this, it was it was like skipping the obvious. Yep. Um, and one band that just came to mind for me um, was Turbo Negro. Yeah. Because um, uh, fucking uh, what's his name? What's the fucking singer? There's name? about six different. No, singers. but the second <laughs> the second singer uh, Van Van Hell. Van Hell. Yeah. He was just to me that era was yeah, just that's the classic amazing. era. Yeah, and I I'd heard about them. So there was that first album. Then Ask Cobra came out. Mm. I think he was on uh, Ask Cobra uh, when it came out. Mm. And then the third album, Scandinavian Leather, was the album that really just got yeah. me. Mm. And I think the first time I ever actually saw them was at Reading Festival, and I had wandered into this. I think it was the Radio One tent at the time, and I wandered in, and it was just fucking. It was it was just. They just had the whole place. Yeah. No one could box them because... You've picked Sell Your Body to the Night. Sell Your Body to the Night. That's my favourite song, by the I absolutely can't yeah, get over how much I love that it's, song. It's a fucking cracking song. And like, as, like when glam, I, when I used to me, DJ, I would play that. In, that's, the, in, that's the one I play all the time as well. I play it in fucking places where you'd have like just a kind of an everybody crowd yeah. and mm. everyone would be getting into it. It's just it's, one of those... It's just instantly lovable song. It's yeah, just, I I can't tell you how much I love that song. But that, when you picked that, I was so happy. I was like, yes. That album for me was just amazing. And they yeah. they actually um, were based here in Dublin, so they they came to Dublin. Did you go to that show? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the one who stands out here. I really do not like Turbo Negro. You don't? Me. No. I believe I went I went on one of those uh, research escapades about a year ago because every I knew of the band, but we had been doing a lot of stuff with uh, the Turbo Jugend here. Yeah, in yeah, Dublin, yeah, yeah. Uh, like hosting parties for them yeah. and, and putting gigs on for them, and we were, we were doing so much that I was like, all right, I only know one or two songs. I know like all my friends are dead and all that kind of malarkey. So you know what? There's a band with like heritage. They've gone through a couple of different singers, couple lineup changes, been around forever. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to go balls deep with Turbo Negro, and I listened to everything, and I came back with one song, which was Age of Pamperius. Right. Okay. That's it. That's all I can do. Mm. I, I try it I, I I don't hate them they just do very very little for me mm. I can appreciate that they have a lot of absolute mutants that love them <laughs> now like, like the, what I what I really liked about them was it was there they were like there was very there's very little left to do in being in terms of being outrageous yeah in music these days and they went down the road of just being so uh, you know, obviously, like we're going to be, we're just going to really push the homosexual thing into your face, which I, I've no fucking problem of with. Course. But I just loved the kind of dichotomy and the weirdness of there's all these people that, you know, these fucking guys that are going to a rock show yeah. and then you've got, that's his name, Hank. Hank. And Hank, Hank is Hank up there and he's yeah. like, you know, I, I want to, you know, fuck you and stick mm. my dick in you like a pizza oven. Like he come out with the weirdest yeah. shit. Um, He's but, doing his own thing now as well. Yeah, he? well, he's got a couple of things. He's got uh, Dr. Mercy and the Midnight Cult. All right. And he just goes under Hank Von Hell mm. um, as another thing as well. 
Now, this... He's the one that had, like, the King Diamond splatter. Well, it, it was it kind of... Bit... It was like a bastardised yeah. Alice Cooper yes. sort of thing. Yes. Right? So, um... Yeah, I, I just... I, I do love that album. I think that album is fucking brilliant. I saw them uh, a couple of times on tour. As I said, I saw them in at Reading on that, and I saw them here in Dublin headlining yeah. what is now the Button Factory. And they were just, uh, you know, they just don't give a fuck. They're, they're absolutely fun. I just, I'm not. I don't like them. what they've turned into now. I think this new. This well, new I haven't heard the new stuff. What, what kind of. Well, not yeah, new, but like it's, the it's kind stuff. of. Oh, fuck. It's like. Um, it's like trying to, they're desperately trying to sort of hold on, hold on yeah. to that particular, I mean, God, they've, any band that sort of gives themselves, you know, brands themselves, yeah. Yeah. christens a genre upon themselves, like these guys call themselves, we are death punk, mm. you know, it's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, come on. Um, they've been called all sorts of fucking names. People can't categorize them. And, and yeah, fair enough for that. But, Right now, it, like I saw them again at Donington. Uh, I was working at Download, and there was they had the new singer who's a, who's from the UK. And hey, listen, you know, man, when you're like five or six beers deep in, the sun is shining, you're in the field. It's fucking fun. Yeah, but you know, yeah. see for me, I'm gonna be honest with you. They sound like a cross between the Spice Girls and Tin Lizzy. They just. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's just it's just garbage music and it's fine I, I, I'm a big fan of garbage that's yeah. my favourite genre of music it's yeah. absolute shite like Limp Bizkit Limp Bizkit Bizkit. Bizkit. I love shit. it I love yeah. shite music right? but these are not hitting the notes really I just I can't now I tell you what I love I love the fans I they're love, so nice I love man. the tour by Jugend right? they're such I love a them. great fan base basically right it's just a special skill but isn't it weird though how to be really honest with you, like considering the three of us sitting around the table here, we're all involved in some capacity. Yeah, well, DJs and they, we do stuff they from there. really haven't done anything even minorly impressive. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, at all. I mean, there's, there's like they just had a new album that came out last year. I was earlier cares? this year. Yeah, who cares? I mean, there's really? a single that came out, and it flatlined. But yet there is this full-on fucking like Cult. representation <laughs> in. I mean, in a. Across America, across yeah. every Ireland, every UK, single city, mainland Europe has a tour by Yugo. Do you know why, lads? I'm going to tell you. Yeah, why? I'm going to tell you right How now. How did they set this up for themselves? Fucking newsflash! I'm going to tell you straight away why the tour by Yugo is such a big thing. Well, now, threesomes for nerds. Threesomes for nerds. Are you calling them a sex cult? Not far off it. I'm telling you right now, I have spent more time with the Turbo Yugen than any other subcult of fucking band lovers. More than Guts, more than Rockabillies, more than Skinheads, whatever. Are you trying to so say... So you're, you're saying, so when they pass the third shandy, it just starts to get... I have been... I have a sex sat ball. at a table, right, with hordes of fucking Turbo Yugen and watched them stone-faced set up gangbangs for later that evening. Get the fuck out of here. That sounds fantastic. Cash money. I have been yeah, no, like, So in a percentage of me- women to men. Pretty pretty good. Even. I, no, definitely not even. I would say <laughs> I would say 70-30 in favour of men, maybe 60-40 on a good night. There's definitely loads of women that are interested. But think about that. Evening. If you go on a night out with them, it's probably going to be incredible. I have seen some bananas shit. Because we host all the Turbo Yugo and stuff. Yeah. Right? So I have... I've been here when they... And they are genuinely they're lovely. They're lovely people. So they're lovely. lovely. However, I have had... I've had men run up to me in the middle of 
Like, uh, me DJing at one of these things, I've had full wear sloppy kisses put in me by big, hairy, horrible people <laughs> out of nowhere. I've essentially been sexually assaulted in the face by men. Just go this with is, it, man. Just no, go with this it. This is a thing, this is a thing that happens. Sell your body to the night, man. Exactly. But this is the thing that happens. What happens with them is you've got these groups. It's real. It's so weird. But it's, it's fucking great as well. They take all these weird kind of misfit people who have fuck all else going on in their life. And they somehow get introduced to Turbo Negro. And they learn all the words. And they fucking love shouting them up in the air and fist pumping and fucking bouncing around to this fucking garbage three card trick show right they love that and then all the blokes start wearing the face off each other and the fucking women are after having a lot of fucking points as well and they're like starting to feel free and the blokes are looking at the girls and the girls are looking at the blokes and then all of a sudden a big sit down will happen in the corner this is fact a big sit down so happens how, how in the many corner are you writing these out on the podcast I'm not, writing, I'm not naming names because they all have stupid names second question are they the Scandinavian in St. Clown Posse <laughs> I, I think they may be they may because that sounds it. like they're setting up mini juggalo yeah, fests like, so, I mean, except with better music how many would you say just on average would you say there'd be 30 to 40 at every uh, whenever we've had the the, the kind of they, they call it the Shake Your Guinness Festival is what they do in Dublin that's for the the Turbo Yugan Dublin or Ireland in general host I think called Shake Your Guinness they have it every year and people Oh, uh, Guinness Eagles. and Guinness mix into ass. Yeah, That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Like that. So what they do is they, they uh, people from literally all over the world, Turbo Yugans from all over the world, you'll have maybe 70 to 100 will show up. There's one of these things at least every month. There's a Turbo Yugans get together at least every month in different there's, countries. There's the, the granddaddy overlord who organizes it all. But what they do was they Wizard. they obviously have like a forum or a fucking WhatsApp group or something where they're like fucking bagsy <laughs> this weekend, bagsy this Saturday, bagsy this Friday. Bagsy that lad. Exactly. Bagsy that fucking listen. It's fucking outrageous. Uh, we've turned them into a sex cult. They're no, not, no, no, like, no, they're no. Not, that's they're part not. of it. Like, but I, I have to be honest with you, right? I hung out with a few of them and they're just genuinely painfully nice. They're lovely. And I've never seen 40, 40 of them turned up to my karaoke night 40 to 45 of them and I swear to god I've never seen a gang come in and not cause trouble and no grief no, no grief, grief ever, all, ever. No not a single they can't because be... they all know they're getting their hole exactly <laughs> you, can't, you can't go into a gang bang with an injury <laughs> you know what I mean but it's not that they're just they love life yeah exactly like, you might be right if, they, if you think maybe some shit's going to happen but if you do later, know that as yeah. if what you're saying is correct yeah. and you do know that yeah. when you're putting on your denim on denim and you're yeah. putting your fucking hat on and you're going out for the night, and you know that you're just going to be absolutely balls deep yeah. in all sorts. Yeah, listen, this is just roller derby. Like, it's just going to be like... I'm not going to lie. It's It just sounds incredible. I just wish I liked the band a little yeah, bit me more. Me too, I wish the band were good. <laughs> are they are I good. Say, I they say are like, good. Uh, no, they they're not good, for me. They they're not good. for me. I say this every time I meet up with the tour by Yugen, because they come down to all the Pazuzu things and all that as well. Can right? I ask you, though, yeah. right, if you didn't... You probably answered this already, I'm going back, but if you didn't work yes. in this industry and yeah. have to serve and be around and do yeah. all that sort in of stuff. In a secret location, yeah. Would, would you, would you um, still feel this way or was it just an absolute... Yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't take, know about this. Take the everything away from it and just straight down, as you said that you did an in-depth, you yeah. just listened to everything and you yeah. came out and said it's dog shit. Yeah, it's not for me, yeah. It's just straight up not for you. Have you ever seen them live? No, I'm not going to either, like. Ah, it's a shite, like. Ah. Maybe if uh, Overdrive hooked me up with a fucking few blags. Yeah, well, okay. if, 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 if someone books them for Ireland, yeah, then. book them then. I'm not fucking. Hang on, why can't they? You're going to, you're going to, can they not book Hang them? Hang on, you get loads <laughs> of tickets. I own a pub and a venue. Hang on, yeah, we can do this. We can do this. 
We can get the tour by you going to pay for it as what well. What do you reckon they're worth? Do you reckon I get play, paid in uh, blowjobs or something? <laughs> You've overly sexualised this crowd now. Uh, you, and, and the lads are not going to You need to come down. What do you reckon they're... They're, this is speculation. I've yeah. no idea. But what do you reckon the price tag is on? Uh, it's about five grand, I think. Ah, fuck off. Yeah, yeah four, four and a half. There's five of them in the band. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're. they're you surely pro- make your money with a fan base like their that. Their promotion company be underwriting all that. Four, four and a half, five grand. I think. Yeah. Yep. Then you've got fucking hotels and all that shit. You're looking at ten all in. Ten all in, but Reuter and accommodation. Yeah. Ten grand. Yeah, ten k altogether. Okay. Yeah, yeah, ain't making it. In Ireland, in Dublin. You yeah, know. fair enough. <laughs> the last time they played here, it was it was when it was the Temple Bar Music Centre. Yeah. But that would have been the height of them as well. I remember downstairs was fairly busy, but upstairs there was only about six people upstairs, including me. Yeah. And I was... That's the place to be, though, isn't it? Upstairs. Oh, they, when they, get they old. They burst open about six feather pillows at yeah. the end, and it went fucking everywhere. I fell off. Well, I went to see Saxon there one night, and I fell off the fucking balcony. Saxon? Saxon. Denim and leather? Tranty million thousand years I ago. I couldn't imagine you at a gig like that. I didn't know I was going to see Th- Saxon. Somebody just brought me. Was it a mystery gig? He just had a fucking heart attack. I was Full stroke out on a the fucking for Fell off. A yeah. mystery gig would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. You just sign up and buy tickets and you don't know where you're going. What if I had to go and see Turbo Negro? I wouldn't be into it then. Yeah, you would. Because you get your hole at the end. Well, I wouldn't. Don't get tell me about that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So who's next? No, you're next. Dudes don't count though. <laughs> if, that fucking, if that's all right, then we'll be all right. What's, <laughs> who's that, what's next? I'm next. I'm going to pick up Matt Barham one because I want to diversify the playlist. All right, yeah. It's Daft Punk. All right. But I love Daft Punk. I absolutely have so much time for Daft Punk. Yeah. Everyone knows Homework the most. Homework is the fucking album. Though. Homework is, yeah. I picked uh, Defunk, 1997 Homework is an absolutely incredible Great album. Video. And it doesn't sound really like the rest of it. They, they went very disco-y after that. There's even some disco and stuff on, on Homework as well, but it's really... Every song is like six minutes. It's just pulsing, fucking nauseating sometimes. I think I've seen... I think I'm trying to think if I've seen Daft... Daft work? Daft Punk live. I might have some. I've never seen them live, no. I don't think I have. No. This is... Obviously... I mean, do we need to explain who Daft Punk are, the Prisian duo? The, the names are incredible. Guy Manuel de Homem Cristo is mm. one of them. And the other guy has the coolest name ever, Thomas Bangalter. But like, the, the fucking... Just the... Just Aesthetics. where the yeah where the those helmets are now, just the level of exactly that's what I was going to say. Because at the start, I think it was like, do you remember the old Battlestar Galactica fucking first? Yeah, but the, even, the 70s, even, before, even, even before that, they were doing plastic bags over their head, a la proper fucking rubber bandits, rubber banded yeah. stuff. Then they moved on to when they had to do interviews, which they just don't really do much anymore. They don't have to. They just they're daft punk. Every, well, every I love world. that they don't do that. And yeah. They don't follow protocol. Yeah. Like, yeah. why should they? Absolutely. Like, so it, it went from plastic bags to Halloween masks that they picked up in stores in America that they would go and do the interviews in to now what is absolutely iconic. The gold. Yeah. I mean, it's their bitching. Didn't it's, they do that? That fucking. They have that really weird movie that Chris used to put it on all the time. The, the, is, is this the, uh, the. Where their people's faces are melting and shit like that. Mm. The daft punk. Uh, is that, it's like a really surreal, abstract kind of documentary movie. Of, it's just know. all their music. Chris used to play that all the yeah. time. I know they have a full, full feature animation for the Discovery album, but yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's not yeah. that. So that was the, Eddie Van Halen was on that, wasn't he? Did I he think so, yeah. yeah. He'll do it. He would, He'll to do be it. fair. Oh, God, I've stories. To be fair. He'll do it. <laughs> so it's this like kind of like, they start, like I said, they started off with these things. They moved on to the helmets that look like kind of, 
Isaac Asimov fucking yeah. robot stuff and they've nailed it. They've absolutely nailed it. They don't do many interviews. They don't really care. They're one of the people we talked about earlier that say stuff like, we're not the performers. We're the, we want the music to stand out there. We, ho- we host the vessels for the music. It just, to, yeah, yeah, it just so happens that this is super marketable as well. <clears throat> but, I, but I am on side with them. They are doing it for those reasons. They are. They consider themselves to be ugly people that people don't want to look at. I saw a picture of them. They're all right. Standard humans. They'd get kissed at a turban. <laughs> 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 They'd be like bait. They do a thing that we haven't touched on quite yet. Era masks, the way ghosts do. Mm. Eras, they do the eras thing. Because Daft Punk are about five years between albums, maybe mm. a little bit more. And it shows because their albums are genuinely full albums good. They're not, they're not just yeah. filler. Um, so now they're, now we know them as the tuxedo suits and the gold and silver with the lights and stuff like that. And even turning up in movies like Tron and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and then yeah. doing the full soundtrack for I have that on, I have that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I keep meaning the boy that. Well, I yeah. should say this. The best sounding vinyl of all time is, is the last album. This, uh, yeah, apparently that... I have it. Yeah. It is for me. No, you've got way more. You've, your vinyl collection, collection makes me ill. Just even <laughs> from some of the stuff... I don't even know what it is, but just some of the stuff you said you have, I'm like, oh... I, I, I have that Daft Punk album. I've got, I've got homework as well. I have a first, yeah. I have a first pressing homework. Oh, well. I have that one. What the fuck was it called again? Uh, Random Access Memory. That's it. I have it, and um, I also have, I was given a very rare copy of the Tron uh, album, soundtrack wow. they did, nice. and it's it's a super rare one, uh, it's number 63 or something, wow. out of a printed uh, out of a specific number, and it it's gl- it glows in the dark Savage. as well, and it's a... It's Look, you're a Michael Jackson one. Yeah, well, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, for me, like with this, with this band, with these guys or DJs or whatever you want to call them, I like, I, I really love them. Yeah. Um, it's, a, I love a lot of music, but I love them and I love Solwax as well. I love yeah, Solwax, the original yeah. band Solwax. Yeah. We talk about them a lot. We do talk about I saw Solwax opening for Muse in the Yulu in London. And Did you leave were, when they left? Tickets were finish? five pounds. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When nobody knew who Muse were. This yeah. was fucking... So Buddy Moyen was explaining, he went to a, he went to college in Plymouth. Yeah. Uh, the guitarist of 20 Bulls, Gav, he, he's from uh, Plymouth originally. He went to uni in Plymouth. And I think those boys are from down around there or something. I don't know what the fuck was it. Uh, Muse. Yeah. They used to go down and play the uni every two weeks. Yeah. And they play in the student union and it was like free. Can I yeah. do a, just a quick impression of a Muse song? Savage Riff, Savage Riff. <laughs> Big barn. Then waiting, for, waiting around. Can we have the savage riff like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Radiohead, fake Radiohead. That's, what I, like radiohead. That's what I like now. No, they're not even like that now. They did, no, synth, I, they did synthwave. I, def- I like the first two albums a lot. No, the first two albums are good. They're so Listen, good. We're the not, first two albums are great. Yeah. So Axe is fucking the first Soul Wax album is unreal. Much against everybody's voice has to be one of the greatest yeah. albums. I would ever be listening to a lot of Soul Wax around the time I was listening to yeah. Daft Punk. Same with me. And this is why I'm pulling this No, into absolutely. Yeah. They, you're right. They, they would have been the same time. respect for those. And uh, when I was DJing, I, I used to play an awful lot of, of those, uh, of, of Daft yeah. Punk yeah. and Soul Wax. And, and and bloody beetroots and stuff mm, like that. Yeah, and yeah. Mix all that stuff together. Um, but I just think they're the marketing probably of all the bands that we're talking about today. Just yeah. looking at this playlist in terms of their imagery is bananas. Man, yeah. these guys are fucking yeah. nailed. They I, are the electronic version, in my opinion, of Jack White from yeah. the White Stripes. Yeah. He's just brilliant at what he does. He's brilliant yeah. at marketing himself. These guys can do it so well and. Talking about masks and everything, just the gold and the silver and what they've evolved to right now yeah. 
is just it's fucking phenomenal and America loved them so much mm. America cannot get enough because of that punk because, because they're refusing to give information about exactly. what they are. Exactly, they're so... In an age where yeah. everyone wants to even know what colour your shit was that's coming exactly. out of your ass. Yeah, that, that's exactly, that, that, They were way ahead of that. Theirs well. is uh, chrome. Chrome, chrome colours. Yeah. Yeah. Chrome. So a quick thing about the band name. They were in a band called Darling that were signed to Stereo Labs label. Really? So Stereo Lab brought yeah. them on tour in, in uh, UK. Uh, they got trashed by a melody maker where the journalist called them Daft Punky Trash. And that's really. where they got the name. So then, then instantly, a year later, they broke up and went, let's call our band Daft Punk. Daft Punk. It's a great name. It's a, it's a brilliant name. I, I never understood it till I, till I read that. But again, they do the ear masks. A lot of people will do that. Maybe Ghost will do it. like Per album, essentially. Album and EP, then move on to a new era. Uh, especially if there's a lawsuit involved. They'll have to get rid of Papa Stop for a while. It. Stop it. Don't we care. won't talk about too much about Ghost. So um, I think you're back up. Next. Right, here we go. Mudvayne. Oh, I, love, yeah. I love Mudvayne. I do. I have a soft spot for Mudvayne. Mudvayne. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. I saw a great meme the other day that just showed a picture of the bassist and went, you can already hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd seen that as well. Oh, man, he's he's a fucking <laughs> incredible bass player. Unreal. Way. You know, there's a, I found this on YouTube by accident because uh, thank, thank, thanks to uh, Facebook's algorithms, I got suggested a YouTube video that is, I think it's 29 hours of just a blong, blong, bling, blong, blong, bling, blong, blong. It's that on loop for like 20 odd hours is all it is. With the video of the bassist just fucking giving it the head lob, whatever. So <laughs> What's Mud- his name? Oh, I can't remember for the life of me. He's, a, he's in a fucking incredible... He is uh, apparently, you know, it was him and Chad that yeah. sort of fell out. Yeah. And now I just read uh, about a month or two ago that they're kind of talking, oh, yeah. talking again. And then when... so. I, I wish I could remember this fucking dude's name. So he was brought into Corn when Fieldy stepped out of Corn for a little while. Right. And Chad sent a, a message to him saying, I'm very proud of you. And it's sort of That's nice. just, the, the kimono was just opened. A yeah, little, yeah. A little bit of ball bag showing. A little bit so of ball. Could, could, be, could be dick. A corner of ball bag. Could be hairy dick or ball. Yeah. Well, if. They fucking all decided to get back together. Super. Yeah. It would just be something else. Because people are still lapping up Slipknot and Killswitch and yeah. Absolutely would lap up Mudvayne. I mean, musically, Mudvayne are fucking leagues ahead of a lot absolutely. of bands. Absolutely. Well, like, in terms of like the way they write songs, like, we're talking, we're looking, not talking like prog new metal. You know what I mean? That's the level of... In terms of like the, how well they can play the instruments, yes. not the writing of it. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, they're yeah. fucking bananas. But yeah. like, it's tech as fuck. Like. Oh, yeah. yeah. It really is, but, yeah. But if you think, Chad, if you look at Mudvayne, right? And then you look at Hell Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's fucking... Like, like, so, so they, they formed... in Hell Yeah? Chad's in Hell Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. That, with the band, with the song Alcohol and Ass? Yeah. Vinny Paul's Vinnie Paul's oh, yeah. Paul, and now yeah. they've got they've got actually someone in to replace Vinnie Paul I know yeah. we're stepping away but, and they are moving forward and they've apparently a new album coming out oh you know Please I can't, don't, I can't don't, get into hell yeah. it's like just fucking troops metal it. it's troops if metal if ever there was a troops, sign troop metal it is troops metal if yeah. ever there was a sign that Mudvayne should get back together it was yeah. Vinnie Paul fucking yeah. kicking the bucket yeah, it's point. another band that do this thing of troops metal is Five Finger Death Punch you know when you're in a studio stopped. and they this is what I'm saying Fish Finger Donkey Run just, <laughs> just fucking yeah. cannot I've just, stand that band I've, so, I've, I've so many words for Five Finger Death Punch that never come How to me when I want to slag them just yeah. absolute dirt yeah. they do troops metal yeah. troops metal is what they do right when they we go into a, to, we fly out to Iraq yeah. to yeah. fucking play for when, the, when they go into a studio right they, the, 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 they, don't, they don't pick a, like streaming or CD they pick what's going to sound good in a tank yeah 
What's, what, what, what kind of tank stereo we have? An old JVC? No, it wouldn't be JVC. Yeah, they do an NRA fucking yeah, call yeah. about... Yeah, I, can't, I hate that fucking... We stand with the troops. They're fucking absolute horseshit. Anyway, I hate them. Mud sorry, vein. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> Foreign and Peoria in Illinois. I hate fucking five finger. Yeah. <laughs> 1996. The day, the big album that everybody knows is LD50. Right? Yeah. That, that dig on it, the single, which is the fucking big one. Um, they started off wearing kind of horror gear and paint. It's more paint than suits. So you'll see in the video for dig, you've got the fucking. Uh, There's a whole behind the scenes of how they did that. Yeah. 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 Uh, eventually. They started. They moved on to these white suits with bullet holes all over them, and they got kind of. Uh, they went to the Grammys with that. Yeah, they? they had the the, the that big famous performance in the Grammys where they had kind of bullet holes um, on the their heads and, and blood, blood pumping yeah. out of the white suits and stuff like that. <clears throat> Eventually, they ended up becoming aliens. They start wearing alien fucking outfits, and, and I that think was around this album. It was just it? before this album, I believe. If I remember correctly, they, they were touring. They didn't really have. They didn't change their look to deal with albums or anything like that. They just randomly, they do, you know, a couple of months in this type of stuff, a couple of months in this stuff, a couple of months in this stuff. They keep themselves interested. Yeah. So they, they were wearing like the alien gear and the big stupid eyes and all this kind of shit. Then there were bunnies. They were like uh, roadkill for a while. They wore these big kind of uh, bunny suits and skunk suits and fucking, they bones sticking out of them and again, gore all over them. Eventually, they just, I think it was around 2003, but but this album that you're talking yeah. about, this album that this song, this is when they dropped everything. Yeah, right? just really knocked it all in the head. So it's around 2003 that they decided we're not wearing the stupid suits anymore. We're just going to be a band. So uh, I picked I picked the song "Trapped in a Wake of a Dream," which is amazing yeah. of this album. I, I think this is their best record. Um, this is a little bit more mature than LD50. It's not quite as unfortunately they came out at a time where new metal was big. And they kind of got lumped into that a little bit, even though, like you said, it's real fucking tech. It's proggy yeah. as fuck. They're very experimental. They they have so much going on in the music, and it's it's also it's catchy, but it doesn't rely it doesn't rely too much on like the melody of a catchy song to sell itself. It sells itself on the fact that like it's kind of brutal metal, but it's tech, as you said, as fuck. The, yeah. This album, when I bought this, um, I bought it on CD the week it came out. And uh, it came with a DVD of the making of the album. I did you you bought this on CD I, originally when it came out. I have this on CD, mm. the original CD, and this is the tour I saw them. Yeah, on. The, yeah. The, the the CD I bought, I think I bought it on like CDWow.ie. If you remember CD that, remember well. that? Yeah, yeah. I do. They're and, still going. Are they still going? No, they're well CD now. I think uh, they're about cheap as fuck. Anyway, <laughs> when they first started, it was a great place to buy CDs. They, and they, they did the tool album for thirty five sterling, and I, I used good. to tell everyone, "Don't do it. They're not going to." Sell that for have it. But they did. They really? Out that. Yeah. So less than I got it for. So yeah, sickened. All your mates are sickened to listen to you. Yeah. Don't listen to Helm anymore. Never listen to He's me. Except the podcast. Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Patreon. Um, <laughs> so I bought it the week it <laughs> came out. Opportunity. And I got, I, I don't know whether it was the regular one or the deluxe one. It was like the cardboard. But it was, there was a slip case on it, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, yeah, and it was a, on the top yeah, of that's the cardboard the folder. Have, yeah. And in the back of it, there's a DVD. And they had obviously a shitty camcorder. Walk around the studio and record the lads. Everyone had a shitty camcorder. Yeah, exactly. Back then, but uh, this the album, the album is fantastic. They broke <laughs> yes. up in 2010. They kind of badly. Dis- yeah, they kind of just disintegrated. They felt the shy, and that's where uh, the the singer Chad had a, a record label called Bully Goat Records, and he decided to start the super group that really wasn't that super. Well, it was. I'll tell you. So it was. Vinnie Paul, everyone else, but yes. there was this fucking guitar player from a band called Nothing Face yes. who was from yeah. Maryland. Yeah. 
Oh, no, nothing face you. My brother used to live there, in, and he was in a band called Grievance at the time, and mm. he used to play with Nothing Face and Clutch and mm. all that shit from, from that era. And I was just like... Whatever. When I saw that word, supergroup... Mm. It's, very, it's not. It's, no. it's, it's, a, it's a stretch. And Vinnie Paul wasn't even their first drummer. He was the second or third drummer they had in that group. Like he's the one. When Vinnie Paul came into the group, people were like, oh, super group now. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But before and after that, it's whatever. Like everybody else in the band is just a fucking mook, realistically. Yeah. And even, to be fair, saying that like the singer from Mudvayne, who weren't that big in any way, Saying that, like, he's the leader of a super group, you know what I mean? It's always the press, though, sells. But, you, like, you, you, lads, you'd want to be digging fucking... Dig! <laughs> exactly. But Every you'd, day! You'd want to be digging some fucking, like, maniac fucking big names up for it to be called a super group. Had they not broken up, though, I reckon they would have been absolutely I think so. fucking massive. Yeah. I think they were about two albums away from Climax, from just absolutely... Yeah. Self-actualizing, yeah, but they, they were, yeah, no, I know what you mean. Or getting, you know getting I mean? to the stage where you have that fan base that are going well, to buy you know everything way, like, that you do. Sepultura did, in my opinion, it was a rise. Or yeah. Yeah. some people will argue that it was roots, but for me, it was just fucking a rise. It was just unreal, and then, and then there was every band has that album yeah. where it just it just the peaks. pinnacle. Yeah. It fucking is untouchable. Yeah, for me, it's KSID and everything after that. Just, yeah, just fucking it a bit with that. But but I reckon they were. On that trajectory, yeah. if they had kept going, there were the way everything was moving around that time as well. With new metal was was changing a lot. It was becoming a very almost like a a fast moving consumer product where it was just there were so many bands just happening. It was a great time. Like Corn held on, Deftones yeah. kept the yeah. identity, but there was fucking bands like Cold and yeah. and American Head Church. Mm. A little I bit. Never liked them, man. They, do you know what? They're they're too faint no more for a lot of people to be. I saw them again that. in Dublin. In, I think it was in Metal Hammer at the time, where they were. It was like a murder scene. Mm. But whoever they got in to do the makeup, like just went. Yeah, that's fucking, right. Yeah, that, that was when they were all was, doing it. But their one was really yeah, like, oh shit, it was they actually a little bit. Yeah, they go big lurch on someone. But <laughs> but, but they um, they totally. Uh, going back to Mudvayne, if they had just kept going, I think they would yeah. have been like, I think they would have been five years ahead of everyone else. But they like, could have been. They could be potentially where Slipknot are easy. right now. Yeah, easy. There's no so, question yeah. about it. Easy. And people still ask for them, and people yeah. still listen to yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Well, and oh, yeah. even a new load of people. But what's new interesting? A lot of kids me, are into them now. Was that even back then, like they were, they were talked about, but they weren't one of the big, big names. So mm-hmm. I thought yeah. he was being like fucking Johnny Underground. Do you know what I mean? Like, fucking Woodbound, you know them? And no, far from. But anyway, we have to move on. Aaron, who's your next? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, this. Uh, okay, for me, I, this is a band that I was sent uh, some promo material. They've been around for a bit, but this album really caught my my attention. Mm-hmm. The band they're called, I again pronunciation here. Heilung. All right, where are they from? Danish. Brilliant. Well, they're they now they are a combination of Danish, German, and Norwegian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the song I picked was Narupo. Okay. And I the very first time I heard this track, I got hairs up the back yeah. of my neck it was a lot fucking, a lot of time for this band oh, you just grew them did you oh dude it was <laughs> just absolutely unbelievable so um basically they are um a there's no electronic instruments or anything in their band in in within the what they do live they use actual artifacts from the iron age and the viking mm. age and they um Jeez, it, it's a that. very vocal thing right so there's 
just kind of a reference to who they are would be there's um, enslaved kind of are associated with this other band called Wardruna. I love them, yeah. Okay, yeah. Big, so Wardruna. That's how I actually YouTube suggested oh, Hey Long after Wardruna. Hey Long. Um, did you get a chance to listen to them in advance? No, not yet. Oh my God. I will after, but that's not useful. Just this podcast. haunting, haunting yeah. fucking stuff, right? Uh, there's a singer um, in the band. Uh, what's her name? I have it written down here somewhere. Uh, anyway, she's Maria Franz. Her voice is absolutely just yeah, fucking stunning. incredible, man. It's a medieval instrument. like uh, Yeah, and there's, <laughs> I can't... Like, I was trying to explain this to someone the other day, and they sort of raised an eyebrow and looked at me and just said, you fucking hipster. Because yeah. I was like... Oh, no, they're so Because right. they said, who's Heilung? And I was saying, they're like a pagan sort of folk. Uh, you know, there's no instruments they use. <laughs> Artifacts from... And, and then I was listening to what was coming out of my mouth, and I was going, oh, shit. I hate that when you're trying. I, sound I hate like when you're trying. The only way to de-hipster yourself is to be completely silent. Yeah. If you try and yeah. if you try and get yourself out of a hipster conversation yeah. where you're being, yeah, you'll only fuck it up. Yeah. That the, these guys, man, their stage show is just it's oh, it's minimalistic, but it's it's about lighting, and they come out with these very uh, sort of um, uh, their costumes are, are based on Nordic kind of folklore. Yeah. They use a lot of real bones tied into the... There's even Celtic Christ. stuff in there as well, I think. Yeah, the music well, it's is, all the music connected. Well. It's, it's yeah. Viking, it's Scandinavian, it's Nordic, it's North. It's, it is the soundtrack to the North, mm. to yeah. being in a fucking forest with rain coming down. With It's just, it's absolutely incredible. I've talked about this to people who are super into electronic music and everything yeah. and they've given it a listen and they've just come back and said holy shit it's it unreal is. this particular album is I believe it's called Futa or Fruta um, the opening track on it is sounds like Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings yes. <laughs> uh, there's no music it's this it's this it's just this uh, very kind of acidy spitting tongue Danish or this uh, yeah. some uh, Scandinavian accent but they are fucking unreal. Visually, I've seen, I've only seen stuff online. Mm. They are a band that are just probably, this album for me, I do, I do on Overdrive every year. Um, we do the best of each year. This is definitely in my top three. Savage. This yeah. year so far. I got into them through watching, obviously, Wardrunner on, um, I was watching it on YouTube and then a full gig of Halo came on. I thought, I'll give them a quick listen. Oh, I think I genuinely watched Russia? at least 45 minutes of it and I think yeah. it was an hour and 50 minutes and then I went back the next day to watch the rest of it. Yeah. It's one of those things, just take it all in. Yeah. Uh, like, you're putting a song on that. We, we listen to the song. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know the song. But um, people will listen to it. But yeah. just do yourself a favour and just watch. You have to see it yeah. on here. And was, as well as that, one song, you might not get everything you need from this band from one song mm. but watch this full watch, just just stick it on YouTube see what you think of, of their yeah. live performances uh, oh Jesus the, Christ the, the chills the yeah. whole premise for the music is the, the name of the band that translates to healing and they what they say is it's a German word for healing I think yeah yeah they're, I, what I thought was a beautiful sort of uh, analogy of it uh, explanation is they're amplifying uh, history right mm. um, they are like Sabaton oh god <laughs> Stop that! <laughs> no, but honestly, man, this this is fucking amazing. Um, it, it's it, you know, it's it's just something that if you live in a climate like where we live in, uh, where it rains a lot, um, maximum grimness. It's just it's fucking just magic. It's mm. absolutely magic, and it is complete and utter escapism. And I found that people like my wife, who's not into the really super heavy stuff, and she's into 
dance music. Boys, girls. No. Turbo <laughs> Negro. But Turbo Negro. She was just like, fuck, that's absolutely beautiful. And yeah, my kids it love it. And, and yeah, everyone so far has just, I mean, just from the quality of it, it's, it's so it's, And it's yeah. so off the beaten track from anything, I don't know what your listeners would listen to, but this is way out there. Mm. But it's fucking awesome. And it will lead into a lot of really interesting kind of Nordic folklore stuff yeah. that uh, is, there's a whole world of that. And yeah. it's becoming I, more I can't more think of someone I know that wouldn't like, just like it. Just it's it's instantly lovable. It. It's just well, oh we'll yeah, see. I think you would. I'll tell you, you tomorrow. You love a big old riff straight away and then get out in out. Is, like, it, in is out. it garbage and does it have riffs? There's no, there's no guitars. Riffs. Well then, there's I don't no, know. I don't know. What to tell you. There's, there's no guitars. There's no bass. There's no synth. The power of the voice, Gary. The power of human voice. It is literally using artifacts, creating sounds from them. But it's the voice. But it's the way they do it. Yeah. It's actually incredibly difficult what they're doing, but it's fucking beautiful. Yeah. Mm, right. uh, it's like it, it's like the rolling credits on uh, the most epic Game of Thrones episode you've ever seen. Yeah, this would be it. Just uh, look, I, have a, I have a lot of time for yeah. it. All right, right. Helmet, you're next. Oh God, this is a meaty one. Juicy. Buckethead, the guitarist. All right. Jesus. All right. I, I want to get to the meat of the story, which is obviously what people know him from mostly, which is Guns, Guns N' Roses, Roses. Uh, Chinese Democracy from 2000, and 2000. Well, let's just get back. It's quick. Quickly, what he does is right. He's the guy you know from the KFC book on his yeah. head with the bumper sticker that says "Funeral." Yeah. Across the KFC, the top part, and like yeah, no, 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 because he's, he's he's copying, he's he's standing in for a slash. So that's, that's where you're. That's where you're getting. We don't know anything about him. So he's got the book ahead, literally book ahead, and the, the white faceless mask. Mm. Um, his real name is Brian Patrick Carroll. He has released. Take a quick guess of how many albums he's released. Tronty. I don't know. Just like since uh, since ninety five to now. Three hundred and six. Fuck. So six hell. is right, but three hundred on top of that, and he's appeared on another fifty albums. He is considered one of the best guitar shredders in the entire world. Really? Yeah, he is. Oh, I don't know anything. He sought after by a lot of people at the time. So we're, let's just go quickly just into the nineties because I want to move on to the, the Guns N' Roses thing. After his first two demos, he gets signed to John Zorn's label. Now John Zorn is a kind of uh, avant-garde composer. You'll hear him do stuff with uh, Yoko Ono that sounds like absolute door trash. Uh, crap, sorry, but like, like not John Zorn has he's, he's John Zorn is on so much stuff that you could never just be a John Zorn fan. Oh, I'm into John Zorn, yeah, w- w- where he's in under so much stuff. John Zorn's stuff kind of sounds like do you ever play Scrabble and you try and invent a word to get yeah. by the, the round? Yeah, some of the stuff sounds like musically he's just trying to pretend that that's acceptable, mm. but then you listen to the stuff, maybe he knows far more about music than the human brain can really comprehend okay. so anyway, he's that's his way he's drawn to Bookahead, because mm. Bookahead is genuinely one of the best shredders in the, in the entire world um, 1993 Bookahead auditions Red Hot Chili Peppers doesn't make it, Pro- probably too, probably, probably, too sound, probably too sound more than three notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, too many notes, man. Where are you from? You're not from California, you can't be in the band uh, 1995, <laughs> he does a lot of soundtrack for Johnny Mnemonic Really? The, yeah, yeah. He does the I gar- actually know fuck all about this guy. The, yeah. You're gonna love it. If everyone knows, Hedge know, yeah, just you, you might have missed this. Brian Patrick Carroll is his name. Was he in Sheik at all? No, no that's right. no, it's only Noel Rogers and a lot of Mooks. Yeah, because yeah. that focus on everything. He was on the Johnny Mnemonic, like I said, but he's on the Mortal Kombat. He did the Garo sound, the Garo team, really, for the Mortal Kombat in 1995. He is absolutely fascinated with chickens. What? He's he's why a, though? Because he's mental. 
No, I don't mean it like he's not the schiz- schizophrenic. He's, he's no Joe Meek, like he's no Joe Meek. This lad is properly broken in the head. Okay. No, I think you have to be sort G. G. of G.G. Allen broken. No, no, just weird. Like doesn't really even want to be. Turbo Yugen broken. For instance, if he has to talk to the band. Yeah. Now this is what the, this. There's a lot of stories about Pokehead. Some of them are true. Some of them are not. A lot of them from our Guns and Roses uh, band members. He can only do interviews with a puppet. So he'll do a oh, he'll do a puppet. Yeah, look, look, the Baptists are like, go fuck this cunt. So listen, let's move forward to how we got onto Chinese democracy. In the late nineties, Josh Free's uh, Guns N' Roses and the Vandals. Uh, he knew him for years because he was friends with Primus's manager, and he was a uh, Primus's manager knew him. I think he might have done a little bit of work or tried out for Primus at one mm. stage. Um, Robin Fink left Guns N' Roses just before Chinese democracy they were starting. It. And uh, Axel Rose goes, this guy, Buckethead, I'm hearing all this stuff about. Do you know him? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I, I know of him. Get him. Get him in get him, here. Get him in here. <laughs> Tell him it's going to take 18 <laughs> fucking years yeah. to make this album. <laughs> we just mentioned, have a guess how many, I did it already, 306 albums Buckethead has. Get the fuck out 306 of 306 studio albums Buckethead has. Um, Under, with... His own name. His own name. Loads yeah. of other labels as well. Just He's absolutely prolific. So he goes on to Chinese Democracy. That clearly is never going to work. He's writing albums in a day. Chinese Democracy takes a decade. Okay. So anyway, we go oh, back am, to... As we speak, I am typing book ahead in Spotify. I we're going back to... We're going to go back to when Axel... Got, Josh Fries gets in contact with uh, Primus. They ring him up. Uh, Primus manager rings him up and goes... Uh, do you think and that's the stuff that he didn't just release on tapes to so, so his his royalty checks are probably 20 euro yeah exactly as opposed to two yeah. <laughs> when he, just a quick note as well whenever he used to drop a tape into someone he'd bring his parents in and his parents would drive him up and come in with him and drop the tape in with him because he wouldn't really like to be on his own so the idea, the, the, what happened was, that's how he got a record label with John Do you know how Zorn. old he is? Like, is he I think I'd put, him, I'd put him around 45, maybe. Right, so he's yeah. my age then. So. Jeez, you look good. Oh, the makeup, it's the makeup. It's the, the, makeup. the mask, yeah. It's the makeup. And the comb all over your face from the fucking so, Turbo Yugen party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the vitamin C. <laughs> Serious comb. So, 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 so much protein. So anyway, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with that, lads. Yeah, your face is the, pregnant. The Primus manager... <laughs> he's just pregnant. The Primus manager, Axel gets on to him, I think, and he yeah. says, do you think Buckethead would want to be on Guns N' Roses? He goes, you know what? Apparently he's done with releasing albums for free and not going to make money. We'll give it a go. So Axel invites him over to his gaff for Christmas. This is when it gets... This is just Weird. This, this is just the start of the weirdness. Buckethead comes over in a really, really, really bad mood because nobody bought him the Leatherface character. Uh, doll. Yeah. Uh, hang on now. How do we know? <laughs> this sounds. This very, is genuine. This, this sounds is, extremely fucking interesting. Aaron, this is the tip of the iceberg with <laughs> okay. this lad. Give us it. So Axel, like, Axel gets a tip off. Right, I get him the. I get him the leatherface thing. So he goes over and he goes, yeah. So he tries to. He goes. The leatherface. What? Just a figurine. The, the, the figurine yeah. that no one else for Christmas got him. So he's at Christmas all despondent. <sighs> yeah. Now it turns out this guy is very emotionally unstable. Yeah. So he tries out for Guns N' Roses three times. He rings up Josh and goes, I don't think it's working out. He goes, no, just, just do one more. I, I, I heard through the grapevine it's going to be good for you. So he's sad. He's sad again. He's very sad. Axel goes, do you want to go to uh, Disneyland? Mm. So he brings him on Michael Disneyland. Jackson vibe after he's, on anyway. He signs to Guns N' Roses while he's on the haunted ride at Disneyland. <laughs> and Axel, Axel was 
on the tugging him off yeah. and giving him a, a yeah, <laughs> yeah. leather face figure. Getting his face pregnant. So he goes in, right? He starts <laughs> he starts trying to just be book ahead in Guns N' Roses, which yeah. instantly doesn't work of out. Not. So he leaves almost almost instantly, mm. I think. Axel gets him back. He goes, rings up and goes, No, come on, come on, come on, man. You're, you're a good player like this. He's we're talking about a guy who released 306 albums mm. and Chinese Democracy is they're asking to play this stuff over and over and over again. Chinese Democracy is on their second producer by now. Book ahead goes, I don't like this new producer guy at all. So this producer in the most genius move ever goes, what if I built you a chicken coop in the studio and filled oh, it heard full this. of bits of like rubber chickens and shit like that. And Book goes, I like that. Yeah. I like this idea. Can you put me in a chicken See, coop I, in, the, in, the, like, in the studio? I, I genuinely believe. <laughs> I believe he's definitely weird. So he goes, yeah, I think that will, I think that will uh, in, increase my productivity. Then after that, he goes, oh, can you do one more thing for me to the chicken coop? Can you pump in 24 hours hardcore porn into the uh, yeah. thing as well? See? Like really fucking mad shit. Never mind your fucking gangbangs upstairs. This is, <laughs> this uh, is why, like, this is him playing for hours and hours on his own. The rest of the Guns N' Roses are off, gone doing their own thing. Really? Can I just ask, just, I, without going yeah. to the end, what is this fucking guy doing now? He's still, probably just He's still releasing bits and, bits and bobs. There's another great KFC story coming up. Gone. <laughs> oh, Do you reckon we can? You could get Buckethead down here. I reckon. I don't think you get Buckethead for anything. You got any Todd McFarlane like, letter? Letter face across chicken. the street. Nice halal fucking yeah. snack box. I, so, could, uh, I have chickens. I can do this. So during this, this during this period, he starts getting this mad hemorrhaging in his body. What? Yeah, he's hemorrhaging. He can't figure out what's wrong with Booker Head. He's he, fucking... He's, du- he's got a book on his head. Like, it's the first thing you'd look at. He's play- By the way, the whole time he's this get-up. Yeah, yeah. The whole time. Do you know what he looks like? Yeah, I saw a picture of him. It's not that fucking weird looking. Although, yeah. He uh, gets tuberculosis during Guns N' Roses' uh, Chinese democracy. He leaves again because it's, it's fucking up his health. Axel, what does he do? Well, back to Disney World. Brings Sorry, back, back to visit Disneyland. Back yeah, to Never Neverland. Yeah. Bring him, bring him to have a good thing. He says, "Okay, listen, okay, man. What about if you only play guitar for three days a week?" Buckethead goes, "Okay, fair enough." With Real, chickens and porn. Chickens and porn gets even better in the coop. Oh, the coop gets even better. Chicken. Axel was. Uh, I'm beginning to want to live in this coop. Axel was was uh, given um, uh, trying to give a, a wolf, a, a baby wolf, to one of his. What? Uh, Hang on. Yeah. Hang on. Tr- so chickens, wolves, baby wolves, three baby, three baby wolves get brought into the studio where Axel is trying to uh, like sell them off to, or he's giving them a present to, to someone else he knows. Yeah. So they just have to be there for the day. One of the, the wolves shits in the coop because yeah. I think they might have been keep, keeping them there, right? Oh, so God. they put the wolves in the chicken coop? Possibly, or else one of them okay. got in anyway. So they went to him, shit, Bookhead, sorry about that. He goes, no, 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 no leave it there. Leave the, leave the shit all over that. Leave it there. Yeah. Did this you is, get this he, from Wikipedia? No, no, no. This is okay. all interviews with like Josh Fries and a lot of other all people. Right, go ahead. Just, no, please Sounds leave it there. Wild. It's in, in. It's it's good for my productivity. So again, back to the three three days a week riff. Axel says, "I just had a look at your porn. We need to go outside and have a quick chat outside the band." Um, <laughs> so he brings him. He brings him outside. He brings him outside and he goes, "That porn you're looking at is not good for you or anybody. That's bad porn. That's yeah. really bad porn." And that's coming from Axel Rose. Yeah. So. When Axel Rose is is telling yeah, he's you that you're you porn, yeah. you've that's fine, but this, yeah, you cross the line here. He goes, yeah, he goes, it's it's not good. He goes, I don't want your weird porn riffs coming into my music. Yeah, he's, I don't want that being an influence in Chinese democracy because you think about how tight for ten years he's locking yeah. this album down, which 
it's 18 good, fucking it's a, years. It's 18. It was 18 Fuck, years. I thought it was 10 years. I'm going to be honest with you, I never heard it. It's a good, it's a good album. It's, it's very underrated, actually. I've never heard a note. Do not think so? Absolute shite. I don't think it's shite. Never heard a I don't think it's blip off it. Anyway, so Axel or Axel says this one. He gets really despondent, tries to leave again. Axel's like, no, fucking, just come back in. More Disney, chickens. Disneyland. Yeah. A month after 9-11 happens, they're looking at the telly in the studio, right? And he's watching Islamic militants uh, in Karachi fighting the police. And one of them sets cars and buses on fire. And then he sees that he sets a KFC on fire. Mm. Bughead goes, no, I've had enough of this now. I'm going to join the army. What? I'm going to go over and fight them. They burned down the KFC. That's too far. I, I'm not Get believing a bar of this, man. Get the fuck I'm out I'm sorry. This is fucking... This is mental. I 100% believe most no, of this. I, I think <laughs> these are stories. These are stories corroborated by a lot of people yeah. in Guns N' Roses and in the studio. He goes, I'm going over there. They've, they've pushed it far too far. They, they've burned down the KFC. That's me gone now. Because he's wearing the KFC book on his head. This is... He's probably been bullied the whole time as well, boy. So maybe some of this is made up. he is. Severely bullied by people around the studio on Guns N' Roses like that. Does he have... This is a legitimate question. Is he... Does he have a form of autism? He has to be. He has to be. Be blown away if he didn't have the good musical autism. Like the good music, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean... Yeah. He has to be. Just... Either that or he is full on balls deep at this little invention that he made He actually... We know this because we see the videos. He has played... Coming up to the finish of the album, he plays a few shows with Guns N' Roses. Mm. Um, then he just goes missing off the grid completely. No, no one can find him. Really? They ring him up, and all they get is his answering machine, which is the Looney Tunes team tune. Do, is he alive right now? <laughs> he's definitely Does still he alive. Have a social he's probably, media thing. He's probably released. I don't know much about his well, social I media. I think we should. I think we should find more about message and just say, like, yeah, right, like, what's up? Yeah. After he left Guns N' Roses for the final time, Axel went. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. That can't absolutely whatever. I can get some. I, he he probably, got uh, Bumble. Yeah. Bumble. In what that, the fuck is his name? I've interviewed him. I don't know. Bumblehead. He is. He is on. He is on Chinese democracy. Bouquethead. He is highest in Bouquethead. He's on the record, right? But in the meantime, this is the last story about him. He left Guns N' Roses and Axel went. Jesus Christ! Absolutely not going back for. I can't afford Disney World again. So he goes. Ozzy Osbourne goes. I'm going to try and get him into my band. Fuck off. At what period now? This would have been after 2000. About. This could have would have been two thousand and one or two, maybe. I, could, I didn't get so the Zach I didn't get the date for this. Zach Wilde was definitely with Ozzy at that stage. Mm. This might have been might have been before. This is this is a long old period that he was in this band. Well, no, I mean, dates are slightly so up. Zach Wilde was with. Don't Ozzy. do this to me, Aaron. I haven't checked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Wilde like was with Ozzy from No More Tears in the fucking early, yeah. late eighties. Well, this is full of quotes okay. from Ozzy. This okay. is full of quotes from Ozzy. This yeah. is definitely him saying this. He goes, "I asked him with, to be with, in. with Sharon with a gun." To yeah. His head. yeah, he goes, "This guy is Sharon. this guy is one of the best guitarists I've ever heard." Goes and goes, oh, "Do you want to be in the band?" He goes, "Sure." Goes, just take off all that shit. He goes, okay, no. okay. No, he says, okay. Really? So he comes back later. As he said, he comes back to the studio later and he's wearing a Martian hat. He goes, mate, will you fucking snap out of it? He oh. goes, just snap out of it. Just be normal. Be yourself. What's your name? He goes, Brian. He goes, well, let's call you Brian. He goes, no, only my ma calls me Brian. He goes, well, pretend I'm your fucking madden. <laughs> and as he said, as he said, as soon as he, as, as he said, as soon as he said that sentence, he went, I don't, this guy's not even in my band and I'm already playing mind games and I'm fucking no yeah. gone so this book ahead continues on doing bits and bobs I haven't really looked into what book ahead has done after the Chinese yeah, democracy the well, I'm gonna because I just think this guy releasing that, that many I mean you could be 
I, some prick in your bedroom just releasing the oh, they're, yeah, no they're no, mo- yeah, they're yeah. genuinely mostly no, from but his bedroom. is yeah. he signed to someone does he have a deal is well, he releasing records I'm legitimately you want the no name I'll tell you what from an overdrive position I'm gonna seriously fucking get in contact with somebody with yeah. him and find out what's going on put him, documentary put him in nice they have a lot of chicken coops there yeah yeah but like you never know we'll try and see can, can we get him to uh, do you have enough porn from comments on can you get enough you know, can to, you get enough for no, but I, that's some, oh he he oh sorry you should say this every time he's asked in interviews the one thing he won't talk about is the porn is the guns and roses the, any, oh really he'll uh, the only thing he's famous everything for before really. that or after but I, w- I, that, I wouldn't ask him about that at all so in 2005 he releases I think the album is Ender Chicken which is what uh, Nottingham Lace is on it's an absolutely brilliant mm. Nottingham Lace yeah that's the song that yeah. he released in 2005 I couldn't listen to a full album by him it's you think too much? Malmsteen is wanky. Yeah. This is. It's like Devon Townsend on. It's just. It's just fo- every song is a guitar solo from start to finish. Yeah, which is technically why he was replaced. Well, slash famous in yeah. the first place. Yeah. Got, slash him. That is the story of Bookhead. Okay. As far as I am aware, that that was pretty interesting. It's Burton at that one. Porn. It's Burton. My fucking next Disneyland. One. Military hats. Yeah. He's, he's not right, and he does his own thing, and can only do his own thing. He people still want him on guitar, you know. People still want him. Well, it's ten times better than my next one. You ready? Who's it? Bob Log the Third. I know nothing. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm going in blind. All right. Well. So, uh, Bob Log. Bob Log is Log Log. Exactly. It's real hard to say that. I'm just going to call him Bob. Right. So, uh, Bob Log the Third is basically a one man band. Yeah, and he does a lot of gigs here. Actually, he's from. He wasn't born in Arizona, but he claims to be from Arizona, which is where he is his, uh, his ancestral home, his spiritual home. So what he does is he has this big. He dresses up like a human cannibal. Is the whole gig? Oh, but Buckethead's weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, he was in a bunch of like blues bands and jazz bands and kind of skiffle bands for years, and decided to take What's everything skiffle? quickly. Oh, I heard like that. Yeah, skiffle is like a kind of. yeah. Skiffle is to be honest, just kind of it's vague, like, isn't it? Like a, a sort of a, it's associated kind of with Cajun, but it's not yes. quite. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's, Cajun is more. It's it, stripped down Americana, fucking yeah. folk to a degree. It's it's more uh, rural folk music. Was what is how we would play. Okay, sorry, come on. Right? I just I was confused. So he played in a bunch of those bands. He decided that, like, I'm going to do this myself. And he went off and he designed a bunch of fucking equipment that he could uh, do a one-man band with. So he has this big, like I said, he dresses up as a human cannonball. He's got this big fuck-off mad helmet. And what he's doing, he's installed this telephone receiver into the helmet. And it's got a jack on the back of it. Is it like a motorbike helmet? Yes. Okay. Right? So all the vocals have this kind of telephony fucking filter on them. So it's not, nothing's clean, and all has this real fucking shh kind of shit in the back of it. And he plays this weird kind of slide guitar style of stuff. And he's got a cymbal on one foot, and a kick drum on the other, and he's got a bunch of like little drum machines that he triggers. And all oh my like. god, I've seen a fucking video of this guy. Mm-hmm. Just purely by how you've yeah. described him. Yeah. Couldn't tell you, but go on. So, Bob. Bob. <laughs> just fucking. Bob, blah, blah, lobs, yeah, blah, blah. So he's got the microphone wired into the fucking helmet. That's the output for his vocal. So he sings along. He's wearing a full body human cannonball suit. It's got little wings and everything on the back of it. <laughs> back, right? So when he gets on stage, he introduces his band. So he goes, right, on, uh, 
on uh, cymbals we've got left foot on kick drum we've got right foot brilliant on uh, fucking slide we've got left hand <laughs> and on picking we've got right hand that's right? brilliant that's so now he's a really really good guitarist and yeah. the, the, the label he's on released his press statement saying that he had his, uh, he lost his uh, he lost his left hand in a boating accident as a child and he had a monkey paw installed right <laughs> so he's fucking <laughs> they sell him as the fact that his left hand is a monkey paw Right, so that's had a, a fucking great name yeah, it's for brilliant. bands anyway. Yeah, monkey paw. So we had a monkey that's paw great. installed for a left hand, and uh, so he, <laughs> one of the weird things about Bob Lock. Now Bob Lock plays; he does an awful lot of gigs because it's just him on his own. Right. Uh, what's real weird about Bob Lock is that it's not actually real weird; it's perfectly normal. But Bob Lock is one hundred and ten percent obsessed with tits. Right, a man after my own heart. Bob Lock, my has humps. He has songs called like I think it's called like Nipple Bourbon. Uh, uh, he's got a bunch of songs about. Has he tits. played here? Oh, loads of times. Really? He's playing here soon. I think in the Grand Salton. Yeah. And does he? So, sorry to interrupt mm. you, but like, does he live in America? He's American. Yeah. So yeah. how in the fuck does he fund? Oh, he's really popular in like the kind of rockabilly, rocking kind of fucking scene. Absolutely in the country scene and all. Absolutely. Do you know who'd be great opening for him is Ca- Count Tornado. Stop it. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> can I've t- of worms. I've touched the nerve. Can yeah. of worms. Touched the nerve. Yeah. Anyway, Gar, when on. are you going to put him on? Go on. Top, he won't leave. Every Saturday I have to talk to him. Anyway. Go on. So Bob is obsessed with tits. So what he does, he does these things called like nipple shots. And he gets, he gets loads of whiskey and bourbon in big glasses lined up on the stage. And he invites women from the audience to come up and stick their tits into his bourbon. And he sucks them And on. then he, he, no, he just drinks the bourbon then. He wants them to store his whiskey with their tits oh, and then he slams it into him and then when he gets a bit drunk he starts inviting men to like stick their fucking tits into the drink so as well the, the I don't understand I don't know what's going on but he's been in trouble a couple of times that's like a Tom uh, Green sketch Stink, a stinky whiskey okay. buttons yeah. stinky Listen, whiskey buttons you, I don't have too much to talk about with Bob like, this song is cool and the story what's the name of the them. song uh, the song is called Log Bomb Exactly. Of course it is. Yeah. There's Bob, so many Arrested Developments yeah. quotes to throw yeah. in here about Bob Lobla. <laughs> but going, uh, he plays here at least once a year. He's a, he's um, a rather got, innocuous looking Jewish guy with a big afro underneath the helmet. So just, okay, I'm not, I'll ask you off air about yeah. just the thing. But um, go and check out Bob Lobla. It's fun. It's really fun. And the fact that he does it all himself and he doesn't want to be really in a band. And, and he dresses up as a human cannibal. So you knowing him when he just strolls in here, is he... Oh, I personally don't know my friends who do know. No, but like, well, I guess what I'm saying is, is this a guy that's just, hey, how you doing, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he just goes in mm. and comes out with this thing. Has the persona. And it has, so this is, I suppose, we need to bring that back in. Everyone here tonight, there's a, it is a persona that people yeah, yeah, are putting 100%. on. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's fucking great that yeah. if it enables you to be an absolute mad bastard yeah. and, and choke your yeah. cock to chicken porn yeah. and... Dip drink mutts, tits, and whiskey. Yeah, suck down fucking. Buckethead never wanked. <laughs> we don't know that. We <laughs> don't know that. Definitely did. We don't know that. Anyway, let's move on. Right, on who's, your, who's your next one? Let's see. Uh, this is uh, a beautiful, amazing, wonderful band that I love an awful lot called Tribulation. Oh, okay. I love them. And love uh, them. yeah, just fucking incredible. So this particular song is called um, "The Lament." This is from the last album, isn't it? It's from the last album, yeah. um, From Below. 
Are you familiar with Ngar? I don't know them. No. Right. I'll just tell you right now. They're opening for Ghost here in Dublin. Okay. Um, and I'm disgusted that they are the opening band with all them witches. I agree. Them. I, I agree. don't understand that. I completely agree. Because they're, 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 they're a Swedish band as well. Uh, yeah. Um, anyway, listen, Tribulation. Um, God, this, uh, people just cannot fucking... Uh, box them um they've been called art rock to horror metal to goth metal um used to describe them um the band sound oozes in my opinion a kind of a horror triumph and romance almost simultaneously yeah. okay um, it's so beautifully it's produced a totally well. unique sound it it's is, like really is, yeah, it is. if the fucking i'm just trying to think if the cure fucked Susie and the Banshees. <laughs> I mean, they're just so awesome, man. Um, I love this particular song of this album. It was I, it was the first single that came off it. So Down Below um, was an album that came out last year. It's their last album, 2018, that they brought uh, brought out. The album before that in 2015 was also awesome as That's well. That's my Children favorite. Of the Children Night. of the Night is my favorite. I prefer Down Below. Really? Yeah. A lot of people do, yeah. A lot but of do. funny enough, they they're, did... They're both great. Really... They did a cover of The Cure's... Um, Hundred years on Children of the Night, and it is, it's fucking unreal. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. check them out. Right, it's dark, it's gothic, but it's, it's got a gutturally kind of death vocal. It's not proper, mm. but it's it's rough guttural like vocals. Yeah. Um, now this band to me um, are just completely. Uh, I find them just insanely interesting to the point that you just don't know what they're going to do they don't really give a fuck they're just about yeah. writing fabulous music you can tell that they have so many influences that their music could do anything but it is kind of confined to their sound mm. it's it's all the to me i mean everyone is involved in this band there's four members in it but to me the, the main guy is uh is jonathan Holtine, Holtine. I might have pronounced his surname wrong. So Scandinavian. We are. We he are, is. We are, yeah. Well, in my opinion, man, the best music in the fucking world is coming out of Sweden. Mm. Always has. Abba, Abba. Always has. That's because they're fucking paying them to do it. Well, they do. They, them they, they, no, no, no. They do that in Canada as well. Oh. They've music though. Oh, got, to be fair, Canada has a nickel, Nickelback and Brian Adams. Well, they <laughs> also have Monster Truck. And I do like Monster Truck a lot, actually. Death, from Death, nineteen seventy-nine. They were both. Well, they lost the death from the mm. world, didn't they? That last album was fucking yeah. great. But anyway, this this band are incredible, right? They're fucking incredible. Now, um, I was one of the bands that I work with. Um, we, we we were performing. They were performing at Metal Days in Slovenia. Give them a shadow. Give them a shadow. D- dead label. Love yeah. Dead label. So we really, were, really we were, fucking good we band. We were playing at um, uh, Metal Days this year. So we flew over. They went on stage. It was forty three degrees Ooh. when they took to the stage Filthy. on a south facing stage. Uh. And Danny's fucking shoes were melting to really? the stage. It was unbelievable. Anyway. Metal Days is probably one of the most amazing festivals I've been to. I'm going next year. It's the last time it's ever going to be on that site. Shit, they're really? building a huge... Big is this the lake? The lake? They're around the lake, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's a glacial lake. Is, is it, is it Croatia? Or, no. Slovenia. Slovenia, sorry. Yeah. It's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just... It, it is utopia. Yeah. The bands only start from 5pm onwards, am I right? Um, so you get to... You four. Get to, four. So you don't have that, like... 
It is rush so to get in hot. Like, to, see, to see a band you love at eight o'clock in the morning. It's early. so fucking hot though. Really, I did not, I did not expect that. So it's it's a glacial like it's in a valley, and all the water is you could literally jump into it and just drink it. Savage. Um, everyone is just floating yeah. down. It's kind of goes on this big circle. Oh, I've heard it's incredible. It's about a kilometer of just glacial lake that you can sit in it. Everyone brings these lilos, cases of beer, and they just sit in these fucking things and just float the whole way around. It is completely eco-friendly vegan and they have the other option there as well it's cashless it's it's an amazing festival i'm giving yeah. a shout out to no to, I've, uh, I've only like to we, metal days to we, nika and to all the guys we were going to go this year after grass should have after grass pop got too big for the crowd that we were yeah. with uh, ton slug played the main stage and dead labor played the main stage two irish bands that came through mm. metals and masses immensely proud um anyway they have the main stage, uh, if you can just imagine. So the main stage is is there in, its, in all its glory. And in this whole area, it's like this really weird sort of natural kind of semi-bowl. Mm. So everyone can sit up on the side. And, uh, and, natural and then it goes right down into this big forested area. Mm. Okay, So it wraps all the way around down onto the, onto, onto the lake. Deadly. And you can camp anywhere. Really? You can go right into the forest. There's no, like, you have to camp behind this fucking white line. Go where you can find. You can just go down and you can camp in amongst the trees Savage. or just hang, hang up a, a, a hammock up. Uh, I took a quick... Is there this, any triers or gangers at it? No, no. For fuck's sake. Dude, I'm, this... I'm not going. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I was blown away by how clean the whole thing was. I'm getting to tribu- tri- uh, um, tribulation here now in a minute. <laughs> um, but I, it, the whole thing was an, an incredible experience. The The... The, the, the hub backstage of where all the bands, where all the dressing rooms and everything is, is this weird fucking building mm-hmm. with, um, you kind of walk in. Now, bearing in mind, if you removed the stage, the crowd, everything, it is in the middle of absolutely nowhere no, no. in this valley. So there's this big, strange building that you walk into and it's quite grand in, in some places and they have a big sort of eating hall and then you go upstairs. And the carpet has like pink flamingos all over it <laughs> and fucking disco balls and pink walls and strobe lights and all these different rooms. And then there's a corridor that looks like out of the fucking shining. It's all these like Savage. red carpet. And we're just like, dude, this is so fucking weird, man. Mm. We're like in, like, okay, there's thousands of people here, but like we are literally in the middle of nowhere. Like get mm. rid of this festival. What the fuck was this place? <laughs> So our, our um, like the booking uh, people that were looking after us that picked us up from the airport brought us down there. So they came in and said, Can, you know, we're bringing our rider into the dressing room. And I said, what's the story with this place? Mm. And they said, oh, it was um, uh, like a pleasure house. Mm. So it was this absolutely fucked up whorehouse. Savage. In the middle of I said savage nowhere. too quickly there. No, but like this was the freakiest fucking shit, man. So we're like, I'm just. So Arden went to a gig in a whorehouse. Yeah, I just so, went to the, the so loo there. Sorry, guys. This, this, the the backstage area where all the bands in uh, at Metal Days, like the dressing rooms and where all the production area is, is is essentially these two buildings. That is, if you took everything else away, it's it's basically this weird building with like fucking pink flamingo wallpaper and shit, 
And it, it basically was this really mad fucking whorehouse in the middle of this valley in Slovenia. Turbo Negro, gotta get on this Right, bill. so anyway, I'm there. Okay, okay, make that happen. It was like, uh, I went down after, like it was so hot, I went for a shower afterwards. That's the bit that would get me with the, and, uh, the heat. And each of the rooms, it was like you walk in, shower, hang up your coat, bed. Of course. And looking out then, so the stage, the area behind the main stage is a, is is in a forest. Yeah. Okay? It's in a fucking forest. And that would be the second biggest stage mm. on site. And tribulation we're on. At 10 o'clock at night, it's 27 degrees. I mean, just perfect. That's, right? that's the sweet spot, yeah. Absolutely yeah. fucking perfect. And I got to tell you, like, just even remembering this now, I've chills and goosebumps all over my body. It was the most memorable. Don't get your leg pregnant. It was the most memorable fucking show I've seen in a long time. Mm. I'm raging I didn't go on All it. the guys were uh, doing their own thing. They were doing press or whatever. And I just said, like, I'm going to see Tribulation at this stage. I went down and it was just fucking magic. It yeah. was in a goddamn fucking forest. Mm. And they came out. And the guy that I was talking about earlier on, um, Jonathan, uh, he moves like in the most feminine way Mm. he's incredible to watch he comes out with all these really weird sort of veils and masks and makeup on them i mean he it's just the most i've never seen a man move like this in 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 this genre of music Mm. even scott stein he wears heels like dancer kind of heels and it's fucking amazing and he's got a big old gretsch kind of guitar Mm. hollowed out guitar and they were fucking unbelievable. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. I and just I I can't get over how good the sound of this band are. They're so I urge good. you to listen to it. I mean, right. and, and this song in particular, it, it just kicks off and it is so... The beat of it, the rhythm yeah. of it is just so catchy. Mm. And uh, production is amazing. They're uh, incredible. They're so well produced. To, st- every, the, the, to get that sound, that gothic sound, can be quite difficult for a band like that. But they, or any band. But, but, but they... they what I love about them is they, they're just like, we're not fucking gothic. We're not this. We're just are what we are. Just the music is just... And kidding. the fact that like Tobias was just hell-bent on fucking taking these guys up on the European yeah. part for the, the Ghost Tour. And uh, so they're... If you're going to that gig, you yeah, have to so see them. That's the... Thankfully, thanks to Oren, I'm going to that gig. Yes. Did you just guess that? Or did no, you... no. <laughs> no, he Oren did... looked he, after me. He did a, he did a Turbo Negro... Uh, Gave me a Negro. I took one to the face for Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I impregnated his face. Because <laughs> I went to the toilet, came back, and it looked like they were kissing. It was close. Now, only close. The people in the podcast well, we are know able what to they talk well kiss. It's a skill. That's but brilliant. If you're born in the early 80s or the late 70s, there's a lot of footsie going on. I've been a part of the crossfire footsie happening here <laughs> by accident. So, yeah, Tribulation, that yeah. album is incredible from below. The song is the, uh, the Lament. It's amazing if you're into even the likes of The Cure to Susie and the Banshees to. It's just fucking. This sounds like something I'm into. Fucking I think you'll like awesome. them. I think, I think like you. Them. I probably think you won't like the vocals. I think I would start with Children's Night album for him. If I know you, give that a go. I'd go straight in from below. Maybe. I'll fight you. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do what just listen to everybody's. That I'll, yeah, exactly. I'm going to do what everybody who listens to this does. I'm going to listen to this, and then all right, we'll go down the rabbit hole. Who's your next one? My next one is Drab Majesty. I absolutely big fan of Drab Majesty. They're only really out in the last maybe three or four years. So Drab Majesty are kind of dark wavy synthy pop, but it's quite uppy mm. and it's quite chill at the same time. So it's that kind of 
plodding along lovely fucking music to listen to mm. but it is dark the lyrics are absolutely phenomenal for a band that don't need to have good lyrics they don't need to but if you actually read out Drab Marty's lyrics they are a masked band though they have the big sunglasses they started off with the uh, the Andy Warhol over the top look like Andy Warhol yeah. yeah they've moved on to those uh, tricorn hats now mm. and um so a weird thing about this band that I only found out literally after getting mad into them is how where they came from. And it's a huge post rock story. So Red Sparrows were a band from a lot of people will know Red Sparrows from uh, the kind of post rock scene. Mm. I hate even saying post rock is a stupid fucking thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So they had members of ISIS. Um, <laughs> it should just be the opening. It's a thing. Sample that for your next suit may have That's my coming. fucking ringtone yeah. for you now. So, yeah, it's a thing. Ruth Rundle, what's the girl's name? Emma Ruth Rundle. She was in um, Red Sparrows, I believe, with um, a guy from Marriages. No, hang on, this gets sister. Sister. So, uh, no. Marriages were the band that came after Red Sparrows while they were on hiatus, and they got a drummer in called Andrew Klinko, who is the lead guy from Drab. Drab are a two piece now, but they really mm. were a one piece for a long time. Just him writing everything on his own because the way he looked at it he was he was a drummer who just wanted to write all the songs. Mm. He said he wrote loads of songs and when he listened back to them it didn't even sound like anything he was into or did. I went, yeah. shit, this might have legs. I might <coughs> give this a go. So they became he calls himself Deb Demure. So it's it's completely androgynous look of the band. So I find there's a massive kind of influence of Steve Strange with them. Do you oh, know when yeah, Steve absolutely. Strange did like Fade to Grey and he was, was actually yeah, morphing yeah. into this complete yeah. and utter cunt that was the reigning king of the new romantic scene yeah, yeah. that was happening so new romantic, yeah. with the Blitz nightclub and everything like this. I feel that they have captured that. This is. I, I, am I right in saying I know a little bit about them? Like, is this their second album? They're on their second. Yeah. They had a big EP, big, well, big enough EP. But, this, but the this album, album yeah. really landed like big time. Jesus, it hit like like yeah. Way but don't be, don't way you find it weird how there's like okay, you and I, we're probably. I mean, we love our metal, right? We love it absolutely. But I find. I mean, I love kind of everything, but the synthwave and dark synth is really starting to creep in. Exactly, it's, it's just the right time for a Drab Majesty to do a, exactly. a band version of this. Exactly, yeah. So Drab Majesty will be getting all the goths that want more goth, new goth, but good sounding goth. Because goths don't listen to shit goth. No. There's a lot of shit, but it's so, goth has one of those things where, man, you can't fool a goth. If you release, you wear all the makeup and you release fucking shit goth music goth's gonna go no listen we've we've seen it literally seen and heard it all before so Drab Majesty have got the synth wave like you said they've just hit this perfect apex of the re kind of surgence of synth wave which is synth wave was never big in the first place mm. it was soundtrack stuff but it is now yeah it's huge now huge now but Gunship did a huge amount of yeah you, know, you all know who Gunship oh, absolutely, are yeah. Fightstar yeah. you're one of the members two of the members of Fightstar isn't it associated yeah. with uh, yeah Eyebrows from mm. Busted. Busted, yeah. Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, Matt and Twilight, yeah. Charlie Cunt. Well. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, Synthwave is having this resurgence, which is gas because it was never particularly. No. It's it's based on 70s, 80s soundtracks. Soundtrack music, yeah. I think it's a total fucking throwback nostalgia thing for dickheads our age. Yeah, absolutely, like, it is. Absolutely. VHS Man, yeah. fucking Predator, yeah. Tron, yeah. you know, but if you look But if you look at other resurgences, other resurgences are being done from stuff that's already been mined to death. So look at the band Greta Van Fleet, for mm. instance. They're mining 
Led Zeppelin who have done a billion even this is already a million Led Zeppelin clones when Led Zeppelin were already out. I have a massive theory about them. In a really? Yeah, it's, it's, all Mark. it's all Why they cancelled all their dates? Oh, cancelled? I didn't know they, that. Fucking, they yeah. were supposed to play in March in the Olympia. They cancelled everything. They? Yeah. Listen, they are a market, market, a band, a, a fucking. The most the damaging boy. thing against that band was that pitchfork fucking. Oh. Um, where they said the first line was Greta Van Fleet sound like a band that did. Uh, Weed for the very first time ever, and then called the cops twenty minutes later. To <laughs> yeah, to round themselves, and then it went on to just completely dismember them to like, pieces. I, I genuinely and it went viral. I know it's kind of hipster, but I have a lot of time for Pitchfork, and I love so stuff. I. I loved. I think Pitchfork reviews are absolutely on point a lot of the time, especially yeah. with hip hop. But just to get back to to the, the basing your your sound off something else, synthwave for me, is an absolutely brilliant resurgence because it was never popular in the first yeah, place. Exactly. It was just, we're talking about... Post-nostalgia. So- songs from yeah. soundtracks. Yeah. J- John Carpenter would be the, like, the, he- the yeah. big head of it. Like, you daddy, know, yeah. Because yeah, he's still doing gigs and releasing good albums. And but he releases his own stuff, which kind of kicks out But it's so fucking visual, yeah. though. I mean, it's so like yeah. every movie that I loved when I was growing up and shouldn't have been watching... Had that. Had yeah. that vibe about yeah. it. Even yeah. the shittest... Shit is Jean-Claude Van Damme. Terrible, bad acting, wank movies. It's just, it starts... All the the fucking trauma stuff, man. The, like, class of Newcomb High and... and, uh, All the music starts with this eighth bass line, pulsating, and you're bringing the synth, but you also bring in... If you have to bring in drums, you're gating them and you're putting all the reverb... It's just this creepy music. So Drab Majesty just come out of this thing... Out of a lot of people come out of post rock to do shoegaze. Now they've got the shoegaze fans on side as well. Really? I can't believe how well, even by action, Dra- Drab Majesty have hit this absolute. But brilliant. that's kind of like a perfect storm right there. It, it absolutely yeah. is, yeah. So to me, there's always that pyramid of bands that kind of yeah they start something and then everything underneath it is diluted as yeah. fuck. Yeah, my wadi beyond. Yeah. you know. So they've got something. I think. As you said, the first thing was an EP. This was their first real kind of album yeah. that landed. This is the demonstration album, yeah. And they're a band that can bleed into a lot of different genres. Yeah. The next album for them is really, really fucking important. Yeah. yeah and if is. they fuck it up. Well, this is this this is well the, the this is the song off the the 2006 album. Um, What's the track again? Sorry. This is a uh, Dot in the Sky. It's their biggest. It's probably their biggest one where they they kind of broke. Yeah. If you like the Cure, Jesus and Mary Chain. If you like. Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Just no. <laughs> we were going to do a podcast about all that kind of yeah. all those English what bands. Was Dumpy's rusty nails. Yeah, we were. Going, he's mad into doing a podcast about all I, those. I, I want to do a podcast bands. that's like Jesus yeah. Lizard, Ned's Atomic Dustbin. Yeah, I seen uh, Jesus Lizards. Carter the Unstoppable Sex Machine. I want to do all those English bands yeah, that like they nobody were great. really yeah. remembers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a podcast on them. Can we stick Osric Tentacles into that? No, no, they're acid yeah, rock. Acid rock. Fuck, man. I'm always trying to get them into a podcast. It's really hard. Um, it, it, back to the mask thing. They were asked, um, "You've both got female names, and you're androgynous. Is that a thing?" He went, "No, we're not female. We're not male. We're not human. We're just want to say, want the music to get out there." Another really great quote I read from him. We're that analog. Actually, yeah, analog. That, that, that kind of got it from me. He goes, "Listen." Yes, our music is based on the eighties. Just have a bit of fun with it. Just mm. don't take yourself too seriously. And Drab Majesty are one of those bands I think that you can put on at any stage and go, "What is that? That's actually really good. Yeah. What is that?" But the content is there. The Did you see them there. in Dublin? 
I don't want to talk about why I couldn't. I didn't. And I, I had a meeting yesterday with the I, bookers who brought them in and I was disgusted. A quick, a quick story about why I wasn't. I, I booked, I booked, or sorry, I, I bought tickets to them and she passed away. She passed away in another band, a Turkish goth band that are coming out at the exact same time as Drab Majesty and getting kind of the same traction. But I've not heard of them. Dra- uh, she passed away are phenomenally good. Like they're a Turkish... Kind of, they're, they're a Turkish goth band that have to wear white makeup so they don't look non, non-gothy. Yes. <laughs> non-gothy. Yeah. They don't have to do that. I'm just saying it looks, it suits to me. So anyway, I wanted to see both of these bands so much and all of a sudden a, a gig announcement goes up. They're playing together in Glasgow. So I bought tickets instantly for 50 quid. Two, two tickets, 25 quid each, I don't care, who's coming with me, yeah. whatever, I'll grab them quick, because I know it's going to be sold out, it was yeah. sold out within a couple of weeks, and when, as soon as I bought it, I went, went to my calendar, and I went, grand girl, I'll stick down to the calendar, so I know there, I was like, oh shit, Ticketmaster must have a thing linked up with my thing, there's already a gig announced there, it's the day of the cure. Uh, oh, that hurt. 8th of June, Metallica The 8th of June, and Ghost and the, Metallica, yeah. it's just and all happening that day. It was the, in Vicar Street, the comedian fucking... Uh, he was on that day. The little dude from the little dude. Uh, Parks and Recreation. Uh, uh, was, oh, yeah. did that go ahead? Oh fuck! He got me too. So I don't know if that did that go ahead. Anzi Azari. No, Aziz. Aziz. No, no, the white guy. He was the Nick something or other. No, that was only the other day. That was only the other day. Only, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going yeah. off topic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no worries. So it That'll was. Be the gym. It was painful. It turns out like I'm not very good at uh, selling tickets in a different country. To people I don't know, so I just put up on the thread. I said, actually, I put up before it sold out. I said, it's just so hang on, you bought these tickets and then you saw the cure and said, "Fuck it." No, I was. I already had tickets to the cure for months. All oh, right, and I went, "Shit, I, I didn't, I didn't read the date properly." I just pressed the fucking yeah. yeah so now, it. are you glad you went to the cure? Yeah, I'll always be glad I went to see the cure. Are you not glad that you went to see? This amazing band in a small venue. Thanks, man. In Birmingham. Thanks, man. Yeah, but that, that's, realistically, that's a newer band. Negro Let's be honest. No, you know, I will see both of those bands again. Yeah, Although they, they, played, they, they came no, back. To, no, he won't. Drab Majesty came back and played the Workmans as I was on a stag. Yeah. As I was on a stag party. On now, a boat. I'm the, no, no, it's a different stag. I'm a, right. I was a Grimsman. I couldn't just dip away. This is, there's a trend here. Has anybody, everybody got a band that you'll just, every time you mean to see uh, them, yeah. It just something comes up and you never get to see it. Depeche I'm sure Mode, Depeche Mode, I'm winning. Yeah. Mine are Depeche Mode and also Death from Above 1979. Really? Every single fucking something time. Something happens. Yeah. It's like somebody dies. My wife is like, I had that night planned for ages. Yeah. No, I'm going. That's out. our anniversary, her. Like, fuck. <laughs> Every I, fucking time. That happened to me with Depeche Mode. I can't tell you how many times to the point where I went, maybe I should just go to a different country. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it also happened with uh, Dead Can Dance a lot. And I don't think they're going to do another gig, but that's, that's just my opinion. Um, if you're into goth music at all, if you're into synthwave at all, if you're into shoegazy at all, if you're into even Red Sparrows or Marriages or any of the bands, or Isis or like that, give them a fucking shot. What are you, you've drawn things on my... Cock and balls. Lovely. Yeah, well, he's, he's back He's back to being a child again. Uh, I'm going to move on from Drab Majesty. Check out that song, Dot in the Sky. I'd be very surprised people won't like that. Anyone that I know in this podcast, or you know, you'll you might. If like anyone's them. listening to this and is digging this eclectic fucking mix, because I know what you're about to talk about next, which is <laughs> sweating, handbrake. Are we doing a full handbreaker? Well, are you are you next? I'm next. Let's handbrake into it. What is it? In terms, lads, in terms of like masks. bands wearing stuff, mad. In terms of masks and makeup and general theme, just nothing. 
There's nothing. Nothing on earth. Like Portal. Nothing. I don't know much about Portal. You don't have to. It's garbage. You don't have to. I genuinely saw it in the list and I was like, I know I've heard of them, but I don't know anything about them. Music, it's just... Music, there's not a lot going on. Like, no, there is a lot going on. But it's definitely not for me. Right? And, but straight cars on sell, the table. Sell Portal to me then. Right? They're from Brisbane in Australia. Only a few bands from Australia, really, isn't there? Loads Only of hardcore bands. Really Loads is. of hardcore bands. But metal bands. Silverchair. Die Art is Murder. Parkway Drive. Counting Nick Crows. Parrot. Counting Crows. I don't know how old he is. Tame Impala. Yeah. Counting Crows are not from Australia. Counting Crows are American. I don't know. Counting Crows. Fucking Crowded House. Sorry. Crowded House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Split Ends? <laughs> crowded House, the, mate. You know, who was the band that... Everywhere you go. That's Crowded House. That's yeah. Crowded House. Yeah, yeah Crowded Sorry. House. Yeah. Crowded House. So, now, before I get into the portal, I've been did. saying this since day one. You know the way ghosts do covers? They have to do Fall at Your Feet by Crowded House. Yeah. It's the greatest, will be the greatest ghost cover of all time. Even though It's a Sin was, was touted as it. And it's, and it's very good. Sin. It's very good. It's Got the that. best song on the album. I, oh, it's not even I, on the I, album. Dude. I have been given, I probably shouldn't say this. Do it. I'm talking to Tobias yeah. again when he comes to Dublin so I will fucking say to him Fall at Your Feet by Crowded House favorite, Crowded the House. greatest satanic song that's not the only covers they ever. do hang on the only covers they do go sorry to keep bringing it up because not should, your should, I thought it was no no but they only do songs to have <laughs> I in, thought it was how many times have ghosts come oh, up oh not just this one um, <laughs> the only time ghosts will do a cover if it has some sort of uh, sort of Ghostly, ghostly, or <laughs> or religious themes in a way. Am I right? Fall at your feet by Crowded House. I agree. Tell you right absolutely. Fantastic. If someone said to you, "This is a song about like, fucking worship and Satan," feet. exactly. Okay. Actually, that's, that's a good. That's a good build call, for actually. it. Build for it. I love Crowded House. This is the, it's about as far away in Portal. As I you feel can like get. wearing a T-shirt with Crowded House written across. Twenty balls each, doing Crowded House. I'm you now, motherfuckers. Woodface by Crowded House, my favorite albums of all time. <laughs> I fucking cream. Would you throw on a bit cream. of fucking sage and vanilla candles? I would. I would. I'd fire make up the old radar. Sweet love. Sweet love to me, Elwin. He's, a, he's in a fucking... Jesus Christ. Fleet, Fleetwood Mac now. Is he? Who? Neil Finn is, in, is replaced Lindsay Buckingham. And that's why ah, right. I was going to do... I was gonna, there's another band that always evade me. Not, not, not for, not for uh, dates. I just can't afford to go and see them. Crowd, uh, Fleetwood Mac. Couldn't be arsed. Massive. Crowded Mac. Yeah. I'm absolutely... Same behoved. band. Pink Floyd. Same job. Well, uh, we'll anyway, go on. Anyway, let's do Portal, right? They're from Brisbane in Australia. They formed in 1994. It's this weird mix of like death metal, black metal, ambient and experimental, right? None of that matters. What they, the music they make does not matter, right? I'm telling you right now, folks, if you're listening to this, if you want to listen to the playlist, fine, right? You better if listen to it. If you're going to skip a song, skip this one. Right? Ah, don't be- Spend the time. No, no, if you're saying... The music is second. It's not, it's what, not what, shy. So what's the premise of the band then? Yeah, okay. why, why, why did you pick so up? they're the, saying, okay, we're going to go out there and play music, but that's just the, like, that's the background. I think the, that Portal's music is secondary to the look, okay? So they just simply want to just be... Seeing. Look at us. You ha- Have you seen what Portal look like? No, I've known. You have to. Get your phone out now, right? Type Portal Band in and tell me, that this is not P-O-R-T. the greatest thing. P-O-R-T-A-L, right? They started off being kind of Lovecraftian, okay? So they wanted that fucking Cthulhu 
kind of vibe going on. Yeah. What they do was every album, they do, like we were talking about with Daft Punk, I'm a ghost to bring it back there again. With every album, the singer in particular takes on an entirely new look to sell the album that they're going for. So he will go from wearing like what looks like a giant coffin on his head. Well, sorry, but yeah. lads. Uh, <laughs> Give me a look at this. Give me a look at this. <laughs> Aaron has the phone. No, wait now. a minute. Did you just get a Aaron has the phone. Fucking now. early ghost. Yeah, yeah, very much. That is extremely ghosty. We also discovered, thanks to you, we Actually, discovered. Thanks to you. Thanks to you, we discovered where ghosts came from. The creator the album day, cover the you put up the other day. Yeah. That was like we six poppers on the front of it. I know. Yep. And I was going to say something. Yeah. Like yeah. Are you on that fucking. Where did I put that up on? You the, put it up on Overdrive. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, because I'm on I'm, I'm these all these geeky um, webs. So, yeah. fucking Portal have a different look. They actually look incredible for, for every single album that comes out. They have an entirely different look, and it's an it's so made up. This and is it's brilliant. So, it's so elaborate oh, that I, I find it I find it hard to put into words how fucking disgracefully elaborate. That's very ghosty. That's, that looks like Tobias with a... Yeah. This started in 1994. Okay, give it to them. That's fair enough. Right? That's, that, yeah. And no, it's Australia, no... of all places. Get the fuck out. So that the, is actually scary. It's incredible. This is full-on cosplay. This is fucking black metal cosplay, is what it is. Right? I'm sure. so bringing this up. Yep. Right. In. Now, I, I, thankfully, I learned this through oh, a mate of mine about a year ago. Was telling me that this fucking you have to check out this band. <laughs> okay, you have wow. to go looking at this band. It's like musically, if you're into fucking black metal and extreme metal, this is probably eh. yeah middling, middling, a little bit of it. Exactly. Now the singer's name is the curator. Every member of the band is entirely anonymous. Nobody knows. Well, I'm sure they know who they are. So let's just go. When did these guys get together? 1994. So way before. Yeah, way before anybody. When Tobias lived in his dad's bollocks, not far off it, right? Or was it was a Bobby? No, he's was he forty? No, he's a year younger he's than th- me. He's thirty nine. No, he's a year younger. He's thirty seven. Did you know? No, he's thirty. When I asked him, this isn't the ghost podcast. He's late late thirties. Yeah, right? he's late thirty. So they've been doing this a long fucking time. They do their own thing where they have fucking every album that comes out. How many albums? Are you? I think of it's um, it's five albums. I have this written down actually. They have five albums, which isn't a lot realistically from since nineteen ninety four. Five albums, two EPs, and two demos have been doing the rounds. They started off doing this kind of obscure Lovecraftian feel, where they were going for the whole fucking uh, Cthulhu and, and mysticism and monsters type of feel. But over the years, they've created their own um, lore to do with the band. The same way Glory Hammer did. Yes. <laughs> a big fire that they live in. Right? A big fucking fire that they live in. So they cre- they've, they've absolutely created their own lore. And every single album has its own feel. Do you know what, man? These these outfits look absolutely incredible. They're absolutely bananas. Like, this the, is why I have to pick This them. is some serious production gone into these. Like, we have to post some pictures to the thing. Yeah. This, this stuff is absolutely yeah. incredible looking. Yeah. They have so much. There's so much going on in the band. Like, again, like I said, I feel bad because I feel like I'm pissing on them. Because musically, it's not far off every other fucking... But listen, you're not into black metal. No, I I like little dabbles of it. But I I mean, is this just shit? No, it's not shy. It's not shy. It it absolutely has merit. A band has not been around since 1994. Are they still together? Yeah, yeah. A band band is not around since 1994 and not good. 
that's just fact, right? Like even the Spice Girls fucked up. Third Spice Girls reference. Third. Third Spice Girls reference, lads. Do you know what I mean? For real. I wish they wore masks. I would have banged them in there. Strap your body down and wind it all around. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever that lyric is. I think you'd be able to tell, though. Strap your body down and and wind wind it all around. Sounds like a turbo Jürgen fucking... Ginger? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Didn't Ginger who have a billion, million hits now after the big song they released? Didn't they play fucking On The Rocks last year? uh, Last year? Yes, not Ginger Spice. Ginger the band. I, I got... Sorry, that's a totally different story. Come Let on, me finish Portal. Let me yeah, finish Portal, right? Five albums, two EPs, two demos. Not an awful lot, right? Five so, albums since 94. Yeah, two EPs two and EPs. a couple of demos. Okay. That's it, right? Started off Lovecraftian. They've eventually created their own little lore for the worlds that the band exists in. How are these not good? Are you telling me the music's not good? Have a bang on it. What, what, Have kind, a of, bang what kind of music are we talking about? The new album came out, I think, no, last no, year. No, I'm, I'm really fucking feeling like shit because I didn't listen to the last two Car- tracks you put on. Touring. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It sounds to me like... Sounds like you need a, a 40 Zealand foot... Australia thing. Maybe. It sounds like they need a 40 foot lorry just to carry the props and the fucking helmets I around. wouldn't even say they have the fucking spandoolies to do that. Probably not. The last album... Um, all their stuff is on Spotify. The last album's called Oyon Age. This, this song is off it. I'm, I am. Out of everything tonight now... That's the one to look this at. This is the yeah. one I'm going to look at. Not even insane. Book Ahead? <laughs> No, fuck Buckethead. <laughs> Buckethead's the one to talk about. No. Now, this is... I'm totally intrigued by yeah, this now. This, I, like I said, about a year ago, a friend of mine says, have you ever heard of a band called Portal? And then, no. And he says, listen, like you like metal, you like heavy music, whatever the fuck, you have to check this out. He said, but have a look at these. Have a look at these, lads. And he showed me a lot of pictures. And he, sh- he sent me a YouTube video of a performance of theirs. And I have to tell you, it was fucking insane. So when fucking it was Helmut's idea to do this masked uh, fucking playlist, yeah. And the first one, first one in my head was Batushka because I've been reading about them, and uh, it was current in my head. The second one, instantly, I went to Portal just because it looks like the Dark Crystal, like this, it looks like Jim Jim Henson. Did you see them together? Did you watch it? Yeah, the new one's great, but like fucking, it looks like Jim Henson built these guys to be He's, in a band. I mean, I'm. What I'm interested in, from what you're saying, just from where my mind comes yeah. through, is who's bankrolling it. Because it's not... I know I know for a fact that <clears> it's very difficult for bands from Australia. Big time. The only, there they was are a literally couple, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. The only band from Australia I've ever seen that toured off their own back was an old hardcore band called 50 Lions. And they played in the tap. The tap on Church Street. And... Um, I wanted, because I was in the band called 20 Bulls, as you know. Yeah. I, we were still active at that stage. And I wanted to play support to 50 Lions. <coughs> 50 Lions were very, very Where good. Where was the tap? Tap was on Church Street. It's about two minutes up the road from St. Mickens Church. So Correct. it's right in the corner as as you go into Smithfield. Is where yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's closed at the moment, I think. I think it's closed. Yeah, it is closed at the moment. Next sort of is this new fancy bar that everybody's talking about, Bonobo. That's like one door up. Yeah, no, yeah. So the tap had this lovely basement venue really big basement venue that all the punk and hardcore and DIY bands used to play in and this band from Australia they were from Byron Bay which is where a lot of the hardcore Byron Bay Byron Bay Byron Bay Bay, all the hardcore bands came from Byron Bay and this band called 50 Lions played there and I remember just fucking being desperate because I really liked the band 50 Lions yes 50 Lions 20 Bulls exactly I wanted us to play with them I was dying for us I was like we have to play we have to play and it didn't work out number and animal stuff for what 50 lines. 20, 20 bulls is not like an amount a farmer would pay for a ride. No, we could have a newspaper. 
It was honest to God. We tried that. We read about. But did Dave. you think about that and go? No. Fifty lines and twenty. Bucks. No, we didn't. We didn't know about fifty. Do you think lines. that a load of lads would have just turned up with sticks and wellies on? Yeah. Originally, we didn't. Sixteen emus. Exactly. I'll give you twenty. That's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. All of them. No, no. There's two. There's two stories about where the name of my van came from. One is where it actually came from, and two is fucking the the show where people it didn't come from. It. Exactly. So the where it did come from was that we had. We were in a rehearsal room, Apple Rock rehearsal room, and there was an old newspaper somebody left in the corner, and we randomly ripped up a low, uh, ripped up a page, and we were going to do the whole David Bowie writing lyrics kind of shtick, and we were just going to like take up a lump of paper, stick a finger on it, and whatever it said, that was going to be the name of the band. And the first one we pulled up was an ad for Yoplay yogurt, and it said Spoon included. And I said, I'm not being in a band called Spoon Included. <laughs> Can you imagine how much that's pro- prog fact. and psychedelic <laughs> yeah. you would have to write? That's Spoon yeah. Included. That's a it's fucking just... fact. That is a band from Herefordshire that play like fucking Glastonbury. Yeah. Yeah. Stage, that's man. a fucking yeah. fact. The first name pulled out so they went with Spoon a, Included. So they went with a worse name. And I said, I'm having none of that. And yeah. we pulled another one out and it was about the running of the bull, Bulls and Pamplona in Spain. And it said something like the amount of people that run it, there's 20 bulls to each person. And we went, 20 bulls, that'll do, whatever. He went, it's amazing. Spoon Included is a good name as well. Spoon Included is a good name, though. Then people on the internet start talking about The first single was called Spoon Included. Yeah, I hope so. And then people on the internet start asking. Spooge Included. Spooge Included, better believe it. People on the internet start talking shy. And apparently because. Imagine talking shy. Imagine. Imagine. Even in a world. Nobody does that on the internet, for fuck's sake. Apparently, uh, security guards or prison guards in in jails are called bulls. And there was a lot of Americans that fucking saw the first album and were like, oh, these lads are so hard that if they went to jail, you'd need 20 security guards for each of them. (laughs) That was a thing. Because Americans just go straight there. Didn't you get an email or a letter? Correspondence from like a murderer, yeah? You got. Just, just, I know we're going off topic, but listen, lads, take it or fucking leave it. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's good content. It's good content. Mm. There's no rules, dude. There's no rules to podcast. The point anymore. is, like, it has a name. No, if you don't like it, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, for real. It's if you don't like it, don't give us money on Patreon, yeah, you fucks. Just listen to it. Like most of the people sitting away like laughing, laughing, yeah. laughing for yeah, free. We're just being included, you fucks. Anyway, that's Portal. So, like no, I said, no, no, they invented the You got a letter from an inmate, a murderer. He did. I we have to send Don't skim over murder. that. Yeah, because yeah, you're is in a bonus. Is this, this another thing? Yeah. Is this bonus we, we might, material? We might, we might as well go into bonus material. Fuck it, you know what I mean? It's yeah. Go. Okay. You, you were in a band, 20 Bulls each, or a punk band. You had like three cars, maybe four once yeah. when you got a bit prog. Yeah. Once I, I hit a diminished card by accident. <laughs> oh, God! Did you go into full, like... No, I was going to say, I can't think of a punk band that ever did anything good. No, I'm tapped out already. You got uh, a message from some lad in prison. Yeah, and uh, we had to like, write letters back to him because I was afraid of him because I didn't know if he was ever getting out. So yeah, we'd send them a lot of t-shirts and stuff like that. I'm coming to your gig next week, Greg. Yeah, exactly. It was weird. Because at that time, we were doing lots of tours in the States, so we never knew who was going to show up. So yeah, it was no crack. We can, we can do that. We can do another podcast on music that we've made at some on stage. being but, potentially yeah. killed while yeah. playing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Being, eaten, so, being eaten. That's Portal. Portal, Portal. Um, yeah, go and have a look on YouTube at Portal just to see what the fuck's going on. Or on your next, what's up? up. Uh, okay, <clears throat> it's one of the obvious choices, but I couldn't not talk about Guar. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, I'm glad you did. Massive, I absolutely I love fucking love Guar, and uh, it's a band that I just think are just just fucking amazing they're mm, cartoon yeah. characters that are well they were they were yeah um yeah. 
Anyone around this table seen Guar Live? I've never seen them. Oh, I tried to book them once. I've seen them three times. Wow. Original, original lineup. Wow. And one of the times uh, they did two gigs in one night. They came out, did the whole show, fucked off, took everything off, and came out and just played their favorite really? fucking hardcore Savage. punk rock songs in the LA2 on Tottenham Court Road in London. Um, and it was just a, a magical mm. night. Uh, absolutely amazing. Did you get jib in your face? I got everything everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I will tell you a story. I was dating, uh, this is way back. I was dating a chick called Rachel and she lived in this big fucking, uh, house where everyone was doing loads of drugs in, in, uh, Old Street. Ketamine was big mm. in this fucking place, man. Everyone, I just couldn't. They were Horse cooking in the oven. Are... Yeah, they were cooking shit. in the oven and shit. They were all into electronic music and they had this, uh, studio in the basement and Jazz Coleman used to come around and, and do stuff I swear to Christ I can't, I can't talk about him stop I'm telling you move on quick he came on Killing he joke. used to come around and do stuff in the house but anyway I was dating Rachel and she had a room on the second floor and uh, I went to see Guar uh, who played back then in the town and country club in in uh, is not, not in Islington in, in anyway town and country club in London baby in London which is now the O2 something mm. or other. And anyway, I went to see Gwar and Cre- we the cream box. absolutely fucking up the front row. Like, I remember coming home being so pissed and just stripping off and being naked in the shower. And she had... Like big lurch. She had literally like the, the fucking things that you scrub hospital floors mm. with. And she was scrubbing my flesh with this Jesus. to try and get it was everywhere it was in my ears it was green and red just and lumps of flesh and everything <laughs> it was just their dye that they used for everything but yeah. it was fucking so intensely offensive yeah and it was just amazing and the song I've picked is Saddam Agogo yeah it's, it's, yeah <laughs> okay. and um, this is uh, this is off um this is the fourth album. This came out in 94. And mm. listen, Gwar was a, just a big middle finger to everything and everything. Yeah. Everything and every fucking scene that Incredibly was Incredibly underrated musically band, musical band as well. Oh, yeah. Incredibly but this particular song was like zoning right in on the whole fucking... Um, uh, the Iraqi thing, was it? Dude? Well, it was... No, man. It was like this whole thing was... Sorry, I'm getting a bunch of text messages and shit here we're reading it, our research here it was uh it was about ska bands this massive ska explosion that was going on in 94 in america which is actually worse than the saddam thing worse than everything it, but this is why they did it and if you like the lyrics are basically saddam is going around and he's fucking taking out all these real pussy ass yeah. fucking ska bands that were what i loved about them was uh, okay, where we are, is this, do people know where this venue is or no. no? Okay, well, where we are, there was a very, very special guy that worked in this place that I knew called mm. Chris, um, who's very, very close to me and he was fucking amazing and, uh, he was just a complete brain when it came to music and we both collectively loved Guar because Guar would, they just were so fucking like, anti like if anything got to the point where it was just even breaking to yeah. the mainstream yeah. guar were there to fucking just drill it back down yeah. and pull it back down <laughs> with the most yeah. you know it was so 
ridiculously offensive that even the most stuck-up fucking people had to kind of laugh at the genius of it. Yeah. And it was um, uh, Brock, like, who, Odorous Urungus, who yeah. sadly passed away, man. That's right, yeah. It was last his, year, was it last year? No, it was 2014. Really? Jesus yeah. Christ, I thought that was Fuck. literally, I'm so old. No, it was 2014. That Years he, are going by like months. Dave Brocky. 2014, he was given a Viking uh, burial mm. in where he lives in the same place that Randy from Lamb of God. Yeah. I can't stand the way he talks, but anyway, <laughs> they gave him, they have the barbecue every mm. year. That's they, brilliant. They gave him a full on corpse out on a fucking lake, torched it. The dude was an absolute legend. Um, all these guys uh, were very educated people, they were qualified. English teachers, they were qualified. Uh, I mean, the, the current singer of Gore, I interviewed Gore last year on this new album, uh, Maximus Beefimus or whatever yeah, the fuck his really name is. He's now graduated up to the singer. He, um, I mean, he was doing TED Talks. I mean, mm. this guy, like these, this band was just incredible. This song to me, by title, by name, by everything about it, to me, Sounded like a track that just should have been on Speak English or Die by mm. S.O.D., which to me is one of the greatest yeah. fucking albums that was ever released under any genre. Mm. It was a flash in the pan. It was recorded in a couple of days by people from various different corners of uh, the of a very interesting scene in America that was happening. And I just, I, I fucking love this band. And yeah. I love how today... People are still so goddamn offended by them. And they play, they just did a run of, you know, they played the Warped Tour. Um, or, or, yeah, the Warped Tour recently are, or was it Warped? It's one of those pathetic fucking American traveling yeah. things. I was in America. Where they fill up skateboards. I, yeah, uh, I was, I, in the middle of the stage. I, I was yeah. over there. I was invited down to, with, by a band that I won't mention now that, to, as a guest when Warped. Uh, hit Portland. I went out with my brother and I was just, I couldn't believe what I was looking at, man. It was just the death of fucking music. Yeah. And I could understand when I say to these bands, born. Jesus Christ, when you tour Europe, like, and they're like, now you know what we've got to deal with yeah. here. Anyway, my song is Saddam and Gogo. It's uh, Gore. Gore are fucking amazing. Yeah. They really, really, really are. They've never played Ireland. They were due to play Ireland. Uh, really? Eight years ago. That's when I tried to book them. They were Is scheduled it? in for the button factory and the whole gig was pulled. Uh, they have, I know by interviewing uh, them. They was have, it the only Iona Institute giving it the big one no, again? They have been over here um, as tourists. Yeah. They're familiar with the place. They love it. Uh, they're just a fucking amazing, amazing band. Lads, can we still put Guar on now? You know why Guar never played here? Why? I'll tell you why because there's a reason I didn't do it. Two forty-foot trucks full of stage equipment. Yeah, they have that condensed right down. When I tried to book them, it was around the time I tried to get Wu Tang. Right, you tried to get Wu. I had differently. Wu-Tang we'll, for do that. Day. we'll do that. Different. I had Wu Tang for the day until I got the actual rider. It wasn't the band's fee; it was the rider. Kavosi, Jesus, shocking lad, <laughs> shocking. Right. Twenty hookers. This that. it was outrageous. Per man, the Guar, um, the Guar tour itself. Money wise was fine, and I would have. What year it. are we talking here? I remember that the time we were being on the castle. Yeah, no, it would have been 
early no. noughties. Odorous it, was still front in the band. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It would have been around the late... It would have been 2009, 2010, I would say. Yeah, it would have been just around the time where this place where we're starting, we're sitting in right now, around that time. <coughs> we were booking bigger, never. bigger bands. No, it wasn't here. It was absolutely right. not. <laughs> no, you, uh, you yeah. want to make a few quid back. No, no, it was, it was a big, big venue. And when I got all the details of the tour in, at the time there was two 40-foot lorries. As, like, that band had the, the fucking, the bus. That the but you know had. that that tour never fucking happened yeah. purely because of that. Mm, exactly. Not, nobody... The whole gig was... You the logistics are incredible. Logistics yeah. were a bitch, but it was also it was like fucking... They were coming over on one ferry and then the gear was coming over on another. Like, I know we're talking, about, we're talking about masked bands now. Yeah. Like, these guys, what they wear alone would take up... It's beyond masked. It's yeah. entire... It's, it's just... Power Ranger suits. It, they're huge. Yeah, Power Ranger bodies. And their instruments alone are bigger than regular yeah, instruments. Exactly. It's immense. And they are fucking awesome. They're so, water, so it, good, man. It, it was, there, was a, there was a clause in the contract that fucking... If the lorries, the trucks full of equipment didn't arrive, the band didn't have to play, but you still have to pay them a full amount. But right? that could now, that could lead to some yeah yeah ropey. yeah. So when you're there and you're and there's a, a fucking ten foot cock coming through Irish customs, and Padrick yeah. who is you exactly. know. Decides it, to have a bad day. Just, and yeah, he comes down do and he's yeah. like, I, It was just a clusterfuck, and it was one of those things like, money wise, it wasn't too bad. Logistics were all included via the, the, the booking fee, and all that clip of shit wasn't too bad. But the way it was working out was that the band were going to go over like a day ahead of the gig, but the equipment wasn't arrived until the day of the gig. Too and risky. If, so, if something went wrong, it was, a, it was all over. So and you have a window. So yeah. you're squeaking your ass time all day. Full on. No. Yeah, no. And it just wasn't worth it. And like, whatever about the band would be cool enough, but. Ireland itself will find a way to fuck you over, so don't well, do it. Well, I kind of think we're nearly past that now. Oh, now we are. I think the last time anyone had a stick up their arse about anyone was Watain, mm. and it was all over the Sun newspaper and whoever booked them at oh, the time. Behemoth the last year. Funny story, I know we're talking about masked bands, a funny story about Watain. <laughs> One of my mates uh, did a load in, load out for them at a festival, and he said, that shit they wear smells like the worst thing that's ever I can happened. vouch for that because they played they closed Bloodstock in 2018 and I was backstage <coughs> and I it's, will, it's actual dead animal yeah, skin yeah, no it is they have um, they yeah it is absolutely I heard that disgusting. before yeah. I heard like what time I know a guy do you know the story about when they played uh, what is now Opium Upstairs what the fuck was it called the Village The Village, the village right yeah did you hear about this story, right? No. They, Watain played there, right? I'm glad we're talking about Watain because you, uh, you made them And from I will this, tell you yeah. this for a fact. The fucking smell of their decomposed pig's blood that mm. they have on tour with them. Wearing it on their faces. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean... It's disgusting. I've seen shit. Yeah. Seen with my own eyes that's beyond the Necrocomicon yeah. evil death. Like, real world shit that's Makes you kind of think, this is a bit weird. Uh, they played in uh, the whatever what village, yeah. the village, the village, yeah. and the fucking smell of the actual dead animal yeah, corpses that they're wearing down through the vents into the Ugh. bar downstairs. Um, they w- put on one of the most visually astounding yeah. shows. I saw them last year at a grass pub. Unbelievably good. You saw what I saw, Bloodstock. It was absolutely phenomenal. Fantastic. Walked into that tent like yeah. at one in the morning or 
fucking 11 sorry yeah. I'm getting all my times mixed up the main stage closes so they're on around about half 11 midnight yeah unbelievable oh the fire so much fire but <laughs> Rammstein levels so the fire and that's a much just, smaller stage there was shit stage. burning on stage all night but yeah. anyway listen man back to Gore I'm just saying you were booking them yeah. I've seen them you've never seen them they are now a different thing altogether yeah, I think they've they have uh, Dave Brocky was the fucking dude that he was just this absolute complete psychotic lunatic and he was taking those two 44s or nothing well they they were collectively a group of really anarchic fucking art students very educated people that took residency in an abandoned kind of uh, film studio place where like there was actually a guy making really shitty sci-fi movies in like the studio next to them and they were like stealing his props. It's <laughs> amazing. And that's where it all came from. Like, there's if you're if anyone is uh, on Amazon Prime, there's an there's awesome war documentary um, out there. Watch one of them tomorrow. And yeah, you can absolutely. sign up to Amazon Prime for free and yeah, watch them weeks. all and then bail out again. But like, fucking amazing shit, man. Or I, I, you could just give us some Patreon money. Yeah, and, tell and, you then, about and it. then we'll just talk yeah. you through it. <laughs> exactly. We'll watch it and talk you through it. We'll commentary like the sci. Remember the sci-fi stuff on the sci-fi channel where they'd watch the movies. And oh, Mystery Science Theatre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, Gwar, if you are listening to this and you're a fucking kid and you're in your late teens or early 20s, they are unreal. Like, yeah. you can't touch them from the late 80s up to, like, the first album, Scum Dogs, right up to the Earth planet, toilet planet, or whatever it is. Anyway, uh, let's move it on. Helmet, what's your last What's the last one of the podcast? Hit us. Just before I move on to it, I'm glad that Aaron picked Gwar because I had Gwar. Yes, you I did. Dirty Filthy off Ragnarok yeah. as my song. And when I saw that, he picked it as a grand I can come in with. The only rap. The only one. Oh, you had only, another rapper and did I didn't you? do it, yeah. The Doom. only rapper in this whole thing is MF Doom. Yep. Yeah. MF Doom, oh, I, I love it. him so much. Stop I it. love him so much. Even though he's a Brit. But he is. To stop ruining me fucking notes. <laughs> stop reading through my notes. I know. I, I like now we've MF talked Doom, about it before. Yeah. MF Doom is a London. He was born in London. Yeah. Moved to New York. He still doesn't have a, an American passport, which nope. is incredible for someone that that. Or is it? I think a lot of people that live in New York don't have. That's a fair <laughs> American passports. Yeah. I lived in San Francisco for Tr- a time. Trouble sort that out eventually. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure, you know, if you could go through a fucking MF Doom. Have to move back to fucking London. Bounce. <laughs> no, you won't. M- MF Doom, Daniel DeLume, born in London. He were, he his whole thing is he again. We, we we've talked about this. His, his 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 quote is, "I'd rather people care about the music yep. than what it looks like." He said when he was growing up writing music, all he saw was people promoting their own fucking face and the shit they were wearing and all this stuff. He's mad into the villain aspect of being yeah. the villain of rap. That's why he wears a mask that looks a little bit like maybe a, a X-Men. No, it looks no, no, it looks like It's the Gladiator Doom. mask. It's the Gladiator mask, yeah. yeah but it, but yeah. it looks like Doom from... That's where the Doom. name comes from. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But he's wearing the Gladiator mask. He's wearing, what's his name, Russell fucking... Uh, the actor, Russell Gladiator, Crow. Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. It's the mask from the Gladiator movie with Russell Crowe. That's what it is. Tiny he's using... Do you ever see him in Dublin? No, I didn't. Mark Murphy from Choice Cuts, who runs the Sugar Club, which Sugar is great. Oh, venue. some of those fucking yeah. Choice Cuts. Mark, Mark has yeah. put, put him on a couple of times, and Mark is a fucking incre- super sound guy and a great venue. Doom got famous at the start for being a producer, I believe. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, yeah. but listen, a lot of these people that will like eventually find themselves into rap will be like, like Kanye West. Yeah, I don't Kanye, really want to yeah, be into yeah. the whole thing. But then all of a sudden it's like, 
I'm going to keep this one for myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep this one for myself. All of a sudden, I have an album. I know, this lad is prolific. I know, Doom's, Doom's whole thing, I believe, at the start, was that he was just messing around, making tracks, producing tracks for people. And Do you them. like him? I love oh, him. Because so I know, good. listen, there's one thing between the three of us sitting around here, we may come across as liking probably heavier... Especially in this podcast, but that's, that's, that's what's got, always going to be the idea. I do yeah. love a lot of hip. I love a lot of old school hip hop. I love. Yeah. I, I like really electronic music. Yeah. I like lead belly stuff. I yeah. like whatever. We just love fucking great music. Yeah. Yeah. Music is music. Absolutely. Yeah. But I know that you have uh, more. I know Gar more than you. No, yeah, I'm just he's, saying, he's the hip hop I know boy. that you have a major kind of affiliation and love for hip hop. For hip hop, like, and you yeah. know your hip hop. For you, me, as a young fella, it was it was yeah. metal. And but it's as heavy as fuck. It's heavier than yeah. hip hop to me as being hip hop's the only music I, I ever felt evolved through my lifetime. I, I believe by the time I was fourteen, metal had hit its peak. I believe by the time I was fourteen, punk had hit its peak. Like every genre had hit its peak. Bar maybe electronic, but it took me a couple of years to get into that. It was in but why 20s. then would you? Enter into 20 balls each, then, if you felt that... Or more importantly, not like later, Radiohead. Cox garbage. It's electronic brilliance. Garbage. No. Now, wait. No. <laughs> a, so a, angry. There's a roadblock. I have a roadblock. OK, computer. It just goes... Yeah, garbage. <laughs> Me and Arlen together. Everything after Rose that. Today is like... Can, it, it's garbage. like absolute and utter yeah. fucking... It's not for me. And let me say this really clearly. Bin juice. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad he didn't say scutter. We've got a new one. We've no, got yeah. bin juice bin now. Juice. No, bin bin, juice. I love the term bin it juice, is by the way. fucking bollocks, mate. It's uh, bollocks. Well, we've got two wrong lads in the podcast. Let's yeah. go back to me who's <laughs> right. We've one guy who's, you know, who's had <coughs> us, just too hit many us, shandies. Hit us with your MF Doom juice. MF, the, the one thing I like about MF Doom, he gave the spiel about, like, I don't want to be famous. Mm. He definitely doesn't really particularly like being on stage. If I'm thinking what I'm thinking, he sends out Blue Man Group style, other lads to do mm. MFDM gigs. Mm. And to the point where he was, it was, where was it? It was playing a gig in America and they were booing the stand-in. Really? But he came out. He so he was there. At least he's there. He's not being the pure scumbag of not even being there. Is he there. established in America? Yeah. He's huge. Mm. Now, I mean, he's when huge. you say huge, what are we no, talking well, about? That talking Mad Villain album is Ma- one of the biggest. I was, was going to say, Mad yeah. Villain, the, the album he did with Mad Lib, Mad Villain, he does, he does a lot of... Uh, but wait, collaborations. Yeah, collaborations. Just, just mm-hmm. one second stepping back. Sure. You said this guy, and um, we, we don't know this for sure, but you said he doesn't have an American passport. So he's over there just kind of winging it. He's He's been there since he was a babby. Yeah. He'll a probably babby. get away How with come, it. So, full American accent. He's, he's, like totally he's full on He's American. He's headlining. Yeah. He's doing show. Yeah. Like, is he? What? What's he pulling show wise over there? She said, "Wouldn't even." I mean, would know. he be? Would hip, he be? Hip, no, he, he's hip, not doing like Eminem level. Hip hop is like, different. No, like, I'm, I'm not di- even talking. Would he be even playing the likes of like a thousand capacity? Easy. Yeah. Oh, easy, right. yeah, 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 easy. No, absolutely. Easy. Way the thing about hip hop is it's completely different in terms of how much influence and how much they're loved. Yes. In, in hip hop, it's a different thing altogether, and MFDM will be up in the top. 30 of absolutely Easy. loved absolutely loved cherished yeah. hip hop artists but that, does, but that doesn't yeah. get you on the same stage no. as Lil Wayne no. no do you know what I'm saying no I no don't, I, I don't even consider that those guys are it, it but, just, but what I'm saying is, yeah, no, no, he's tired cartoon characters. Yeah. yeah, they're fucking gone. No, but yeah. what I'm saying is, he, he even amongst the, the new era of hip hop to me is heartbreakingly bad. 
Yeah. It's terrible trap. I'm not really into it. I'm going to let it pass and see what comes of it. Kanye and Kendrick Lamar are still yeah, riding, the st- okay. riding the storm of yeah. the of the of the what can be done. But the trap, he is still going to be pulling whatever he, he wants to be. MF Doom just does MF Doom stuff. Whatever the fuck. He, he meant the collaborations he's done, and absolutely, they're all not they're not all amazing. The last big thing, the last big thing, Zarface wasn't it? Was the Zarface album, which is absolutely it's, it's painfully good. It's fifteen out of ten. It's so good. It's like the guy's thing is when I was researching this right. I was like, I was reading a lot of forums because I don't just go straight to Wiki, despite yeah. what people might read. I know yeah. it does read. Wiki's the, a great starting point. It's a great yeah. starting point, but we need to watch. We, that's why you need to pay more Patreon. We watch documentaries, <laughs> documentaries, and I was reading this forum going, I just need one before I die, one more fucking album. This was in 2007, I think. And then he did the Sarah thing yeah. not too Sarah long ago. Face. It's so fucking, from start to finish, it's just yeah. painfully Which is pounding. a Wu-Tang thing as well. Yeah. Like, the whole thing is fucking yeah. insane, yeah. Hip-hop, if you want the alternative side of hip hop, go for MF Doom. There's loads. Yeah. Of, Gar- Gar- I'll tell you more about mm, like food. The mm, food is the Jesus song, rap, rap, rap snitches is the song yeah. I picked from 2004, which is talking about something that we talked about in the last podcast, which was uh, Rue Diggs who rat yeah. on, on himself, yeah, basically kill, in his yeah. own. Yeah, killed somebody and rapped about it. Rapped about Soined it. Signed his own. Rap fucking, snitches. Yeah. Telling all their business. Yeah. Be in the court and be your own star witness. Yeah. Just don't rattle yourself, yeah. you sap. And the end of it is love the way they're just like yeah, rattling sap. off stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolute sap. sap. Don't be rattling yourself. If you killed someone, just keep it to yourself because yeah. you might get caught. Rap snitches and MF Doom, his lyrics are phenomenal as well. He, his style MF is. Doom, if you if you talk to any single rapper, it doesn't matter whether it be somebody who started in 1990. He might be the guar. He might be the fucking guar. He is the lodestone. He's the fucking key. But the like, Doom is how... Key. Influential is this oh, guy right now? MFD was ten out of ten. No, right now. So yeah. in the, yeah, you know, it. I'm looking at now, now this phenomenon. I, I don't even want to. I hate to use that fucking word because I don't know enough about this. But the mumble rap shit. That's, that's what I'm in. talking about. And the, what's the name of that dude? The Keshe sixty nine. Like just, oh, this guy that rat on everyone. Dude, rat on me. Everyone. He's rap snitches. Is yeah. he's not a rap snitches. Shit, man. This Garbage. is the absolute Listen, fucking. Shit. I'll tell you right now, Aaron, what they are. They are going beyond labels. They are SoundCloud rappers that yeah, get but, these but amazing. I, no, no, I'm not talking about fucking Takeshi fucking six nine rap face. <laughs> rap face. No, <laughs> Someone said the other day, "How is he going to work out in witness protection?" He's getting. He has to pay for his laser removal. Himself. He has to get laser. No, <laughs> but I think it's really funny. Face tattoos. This, this, they're trying to put this fucking guy into. Witness protection. Witness protection. That's what I'm saying. But they announced like, today. What are you going to do, yeah. man? Are you going to today? F- he has to pay for his own laser removal. Yeah. Good. And now we move back to MF Doom, who wears Let's a fucking it. mask. Yes, yeah. yeah. he could have actually killed. Cunts. I want. I want to just uh, kind of relate something back and yeah. joint genres here. Okay, genres, I should say. You're speaking for the people right now. I like now, this. No, sprechen for the punters. No, it's just um, <laughs> now. I believe that in every kind of genre of music, excluding mainstream, because it's, yeah. it's just boiling hot yoga shit. Yep. That's yeah. what I refer to that Delicious as. Delicious bin juice. Yeah. <laughs> bin juice. Bin juice. I love that. Good hot. One. Keeping it. Burning. We're keeping fucking that. Uh, bin juice, we're keeping right? it. Uh, if nothing else, you gave us back there that. There are Thank you. very, very prolific and influential scenes yes. within um, hardcore, punk, yep. metal, uh, Hip hop, uh, you know, we mentioned shoegaze here yeah. tonight, acid rock. We we've covered a lot of shit here yeah. tonight, man. There are there are just fucking bands that own what they do, yeah, and it transcends into other genres. And they're and we're sitting here next to guys who, 
you know, you've got a fucking Deftones shirt on. You've got a Skeletor. A Skeletor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Skeletor. Yeah. Uh, so ghost. No, but yeah. what I'm trying to say is we just respect. We have a nose and a sense for music that is completely from the absolute A banger soul. is a banger. Yeah. Well, it's written from the absolute fucking yeah. soul. So yeah. well, if I you listen to the first NWA record, right? Yeah. That's all you, you should ever to, listen to. That's all you should listen to. Well, are yeah. you know, and you go back to the early days of Public Enemy, yeah. and are you listening? If you, if you want to talk about, you know, early death mm. with Chuck Schindler, oh or, yeah, Schindler or whatever, or you want to go back to and his list early thrash or whatever, you go, you pick any fucking sub genre where it's there's just, always an influence. It's coming from yeah. you slit open a vein, and it's coming from a rich passion in it. Yeah. Uh, it's always fucking good. Yeah. And then when it, the, the mainstream infiltrates it and starts they'll, they'll, to they'll rape all, it and market yeah, it, exactly. Nirvana's a great example. Yeah. Oh, the, grunge, dude. It's, yeah. it's very you easy know. to steal from the underground and yeah. take something that is a spark and turn it into a sheety yes. fire. Yes. You're right. You're absolutely right. It's, but, it's, the underground is always being pillaged from day one. But there from, is, from, from, but hence, from fucking Led Zeppelin a, stealing from fucking... A possible future podcast about... The origin of origins. Oh no, we have that down. That's coming. Yeah, No, we got the origins of yeah. origins. I have. Yeah. The, yeah. I have a list. No, I, I'm saying him. respect. Don't be a, one of those cunts that's like in a Slipknot T-shirt. I'm, I'm probably yeah. ten years behind. Listen, now. To mushroom head. Are sticking <laughs> sticking you know safety pins into your veins, thinking you're hanging out down in Central Bank, thinking you're a, 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 a badass. Listen to everything. There's great music everywhere. Absolutely. Also, Fucking yeah, you, awesome you've hit a good point everywhere. there. If your mates are slagging whatever music you listen to, tell your mates to shut up and just listen to it anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you like, me but and Garv grew, grew up listening to. I grew up listening to black metal and also hip hop, mm. and also I'm a big indie fan. I don't care. Massive indie fan. I fucking love Oasis and I love fucking Emperor, despite the fact that their fucking drummers has come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this like, is see, it. See, MF Doom, I believe there are three groups in the history of hip hop that are three names, shall I say, in the history of hip hop that nobody will ever have anything bad to say about. One is Ice T. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. There's nobody. You'll fuck your life up yeah. if you say bad, nobody, bad shit. Doesn't matter who you are, nobody says anything bad about Ice T. Two, I think you've got Run DMC. Nobody yeah, well, you definitely bad. can't say anything about yeah. it. Either. Nobody says anything bad about Run DMC. And in the modern term, nobody says anything bad about MF Doom. No. MF Doom will be their guy forever. Do you know where's MF, fucking MF, NWA and where's no, Wu-Tang? No. Really? See, no, I'll tell you One why. One good album, I'll tell you albums. why. I'll tell you why. New York will never really be railed upon. Uh, because they, It's theirs. It is theirs. Hip-hop is New York's. Did it you is. watch that Netflix, yeah. The Get Down? Yeah. What do you think of it? I love the, the Get Down. And I love, I love I the way it's shot. I am. I love the way well, it's made. You know, it was I love 10 million bucks yeah. per episode. Yeah. That's why it was cancelled. <laughs> Same well, I thought it was badass. Same at Rome and Carnival. Yeah. I have to tell you, Too lads, expensive. Uh, there's a club in London down in Labrogrove in the depths of Labrogrove called Subterranea. I've heard of Subterranea, yeah. I went to see Ice-T doing mm. OG, original gangster Ice-T. Oh, the jeep would run down my leg forever. You're getting a horn now. Hang on, I have the tickets. That's the still. album. That's the album. I, it was £9. Oh, Why do you do this to us, man? Tell us how I good your vinyls are. <laughs> Let me just tell you about this. He walked out on stage. Right, get this. Ice-T walked out on stage in a purple velvet pimpsuit, like. full-on pimpsuit yeah. with a hat with a fucking Asian... Oh, I love it. Right. I love it. And I remember being downstairs for the first half of the show and just just loving it, moving upstairs. 
And I just, there were more white people at that show than there were black. Oh, yeah. And the funny thing was, at the time, everyone had backpacks on. Yeah. They all had school bag backpacks on. And they were all there with Vision Streetwear fucking yeah. shoes, man. Remember they had their shoes? skateboards in their back. And he just kicked major fucking ass. Now, I'm going to tell you another story. You can edit this out if you want. But <laughs> no. this, we I, don't do editing. I legitimately, three times, one, 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 after another, in the space of 40 minutes, battled iced tea in scale electrics. <laughs> I was not, and I'm I, not going to lie I was not and expecting you know that. I Why don't you beat no scale electric in America, you mad cunt? No, it wasn't in America. Do you know, and I, you know what you I want? Grow up I want though. a bottle of Morgan Spice. Oh, really? Because that's when they launched it. Yeah, yeah. And I was at Reading, and I was there with a the band that I was working with at the time called Jocasta, mm. Joe Casta, who had this massive single that was out around the time of there was all this shit in the indie charts, whatever. But they were fucking sound. We all went down to Reading together. We took a load of acid and mushrooms. And we got absolutely fucking plowed. And the second stage was the Dr. Martin stage. And it was the year that Daphne and Celeste went on before mm. Marilyn Manson. Before Slipna? No, before Marilyn Manson. Really? I was there that year. <coughs> and Ooh, stick you. Your mama and too. And And your daddy. It was... U-G-L-Y You, you ain't, ain't got, got no alibi You ugly Yeah, yeah, you ugly Fuck And the this. fucking entire crowds All 120,000 of them Bottled these two poor bitches oh. on stage And I was up While that was happening I was in Dr. Martin's tent With Jocasta Because they were playing yeah. And we got 500 plastic frisbees made up mm. Big, heavy, fucking Take a yeah. chunk out your forehead Fucking before safety and on the frisbee it says Jocasta, Dr. Martin's tent, three o'clock yeah, yeah. Sunday, just before Marilyn Manson. That's clever, that's good Marilyn. We got a bit we stood at the back, and this is when you could fucking there was no security, yeah. man. You could just walk into Reading, you could fucking gather up all the garbage that was around you and just there was just bonfires. Yeah. All I mean it was it was actually just unreal when I think of it now. And we were fucking these. That red uh, the board hate you, man. We were fucking. You ruined our future. We were fucking <laughs> these uh, frisbees out everywhere across yeah. the thing. Tent was packed. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Ice tea. Ice tea. So we arrived on site, and there was the Doctor Martin. We were in the hospitality area in the backstage, and they said uh, we're doing. We've this big scale. They had a huge big scale electrics model of the Reading site made up. Mm. Here's this, this stage and this and all the fucking cars and everything. So uh, we all signed our names down. You know, what's the band? What's the name? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And it fucking, it said, uh, you know, if you're going to be there, like, d- don't stray too far. Mm-hmm. You're going to be called up mm. and you're going to be put against somebody else. I went up against Ice-T. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. This is honest God truth. I was like, man, because... I had seen Body Count yeah. on that first album. Mm. And and to me, it yeah. was the fucking... changing, yeah. It was awesome, right? Yeah. And this was a Body Count show. Mm. This is Body Count. And uh, I was like, I, I have a copy of that album with Cop Killer mm. written mm. on the chest, you know? And uh, anyway, so uh, we're doing... Listen, the guy, he's hes trying to erase me, yeah. but he's also been interviewed by people. Ugh. And he's like, so yeah, we're doing this. And he kept, he keeps, I'm fucking 
like really concentrating yeah. and he's doing this interview and he keeps going motherfucker yeah. and I'm lapping him and lapping him <laughs> and he, the car keeps coming off the rail and I said okay and I put his car back and I said look I'll give you a lap yeah. and he was like but batting the press out way. Way. he was yeah, like yeah. okay motherfucker yeah. he's like we'll do so he I gave him a lap whatever he beat me the first time yeah. it, it was out of three yeah. whoever you were put on was out of three yeah. he beat me the first time I beat him the second time and I beat him the third Savage. the third time. And I remember the whole inside of this tent was all this really disgusting fucking uh, zebra skin because mm. they were promoting all these but it was the year that uh the pro- it was the that night Where's that year? Dude, it, the Prodigy played Smack My Bitch Up yeah. for the first time anywhere in public. Mm. And they were delayed. They came on stage at one in the morning and it was a, a religious experience. But anyway, um so I, I fucking beat him on the three out of three. He got me the first time and I got him two times. And I was awarded with uh, my bottle of uh, rum. And he was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> if they had been mini lowriders. Oh, no, he was so be different. fucking cool, though. Yeah. He was yeah. just so... And he was... But the only reason that he beat me was because... He was getting interviewed. He was getting interviewed. Yeah. And with by Vanessa Warwick yeah. from... Uh. Uh, not headbanger. Ricky Warwick's ex-wife, yeah, yeah. Uh, now uh, singer of Black yeah. Star Riders. But the Almighty, we're not talking about Black Star Riders. We're not doing it. The Almighty. Oh, I fucking love the Almighty. I saw the Almighty opening. Listen, in 1992 or three in in Hammersmith Odeon, it was the Almighty, Alison Chains with Lane Stanley and Megadeth doing Rusty Savagery. Peace. Savagery. You got wanna, us. You got us well beaten on gigs, man. Yeah, and vinyl. I want to talk and stories. <laughs> I want to talk real quick before we wrap this up. I want to talk. My, I thought you'd actually stop last, No, no, we're no, no, we're still going. going. My last iced tea story because it on. relates to what Orange just talked. About. Oh my, my Julio story is getting buried. I don't really. My story is it's unless you were quick, a teacher in a really rundown win, school. Win, no. <laughs> no. I have at home a copy of OG by Ice-T that was used on the OG tour by his DJ and it only has the songs how do you know it. that though because it's written on the back of it this it's the tour you? copy Oh, it's, the entire, it's not the full album it has the same cover but the LP inside only has the I songs a, from the we album. Need to, I have one too. Yeah. We need to combo them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that not worth a billion megabooks.com? I don't know. Depends. If he dies, it's probably worth a fortune. At the moment, it's just a curiosity. Can I just ask everyone's opinion on right now, mm. Body Count, right now? The last two I really like. I really like the last two. I prefer the one before Bloodlust. Me too. But, yeah. The last one seems to be a force. This is how we ride is an un fucking believable. The, the tune. fact that they've broken the fucking first one's good, second one's shy, third one's good, fourth one's shy. Fucking I'm going to tell you off, off air. Yeah. I'm going to tell you off air what their salary is. Okay, well, tell you what, we're going to knock this in the head, but done now. MF Doom, you're dead, Roy. Yeah, he's a good rapper. He is fucking a beast. He's all right. He's all right. Oren is here from overdrive.ie yeah. or .com. .ie. .ie. All your fucking alternative music we needs. We just cover everything. Uh, we don't do reviews because we don't feel that we should be the fucking person Fair to enough. tell you what you listen yeah. to. What we Absolutely. like to do is we like to give bands 
a platform. So we have a thing called Overdrive Discover, yep. where we give the bands, we let them talk, and you make your fucking money. Yeah. Yep. And if you just want to get your news as quick as possible, Overdrive is. I've heard about some. everything that's happened. Happening yeah. in Ireland via fucking Ireland, yeah. realistically, he's got, before... He's got more scoops than an Italian ice cream. Gelatory. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's riddled. The hag and ass an, an of ice, fucking music. An Italian... An, an Italian yeah. gelatory. Ice creamery. Exactly. Right. Listen, that's Aaron. Thank Sorry, you very much for joining us. Thank you very I'm, much, dude. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great, Crack. This is the longest okay, podcast right. we've ever done. Yay! For real. Um... But you know what? There's loads of stories and loads of scutter talk. That's what people want. That's great, great. No, listen. Um, sorry. Can I just tell you? Go on. It's not scutter. It's scutter. Scutter, Let's get right it's down into rural Ireland. Let's get, I mean, just get right down into the absolute... <laughs> into the atoms of the, it. Like. Your dick root. Mm. Find your dick root. Mm. It's scutter. So warm. Full scutter. It's warm. Can we just say, anyone listening outside of Ireland? Yeah, we're sorry. Sh- That's like sh- almost, e- almost everyone. Sh- Scutter, scutter, fuck. As always, as we finish up every podcast, I'll remind you that we're, uh, you want to pay for us to do this, which would be great. It helps us uh, pay for hosting. It helps us pay for equipment. Did you laugh? Did you have a good time? Yeah. This was fun. I enjoyed the shit this. We stuck around longer than we should have, so uh, we're not getting paid. <laughs> so uh, we are on patreon.com forward slash lost art podcast. It's five euro a month if you want to support us. And that helps buy equipment, helps buy uh, video stuff, which we're starting to do now. And what we're going to do is we're going to start throwing stuff into the Patreon page. You're going to get podcasts ahead of everybody else. You're going to get cool little videos. You're going to get some weird podcasts that will not be made available to the general, you might general see public. And shock horror, you're going to be entertained. Yep. Absolutely. With Please. a shitload of content yeah. for the price of a packet of crisps, yeah. a Mars bar, yeah. and a fucking Diet Coke. For real. You wouldn't even get a quarter of a handjob for a fiver. Do you no, know what I mean? No, or a face no. pregnancy. Exactly. You In, might get a toe, a little baby toe grown out the yeah, side of your lip. Or just a sniff of a junkie's knickers. That, that'll do it. <laughs> um, but until next week, thank you very much. Thank you to Aaron from Overdrive. Thank and we you, will talk man. to you again thank in a week. You.